Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. How you doing tonight? Sunday night, call in Street Fight. We're taking your calls. The number dial is 614-655-3887. You can watch and chat along on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, there's It's not rainstorming right now, so the internet should stay on for the whole night. If you called last week and I see your number, I got a list of everybody who got dropped. I'll move you to the front. Um, certainly apologize for that and thank you for being here even though we had that fucking stupid technical difficulty uh, last week if you want more of what we do it's available at patreon.com slash streetfightradio right now we need submissions for the zine the small business tyrants number two zine is mostly done but if you head over to streetfightradio.com at the very top there is a, a page that says zine submission you'll see it right there on the menu uh, click on that and uh, we're looking for parenting stuff right now that's our next zine we've got a couple of weeks to get it together so any street fight parents we'd love for you to share your your knowledge with us and uh, some art or an article uh, and you know we pay for it so you get paid for it if it's if you need a little extra money and got some writing skills uh, consider pitching to the street fight zine streetfightradio.com slash zine dash submission is the place to find that um, my name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. And we're uh, chilling like a villain. Hot as hell. It is hot. I'm hot. I've been hot all day. Can't cool it down, Charlie Brown. Well, my house is cool because I had the AC running since Friday. Okay. So I was like making sure to get the refrigerated feeling going on i don't like air conditioning this year though so i don't get it yeah it just feels like bad air fake you know yeah it just doesn't feel as good i mean i'm gonna use it because it makes me feel good i like um i really i don't know i i have found like being sticky and sweaty is like empowering there's a minute where you're like, oh, no, I can't put my arms down. And then you just, like, forget about it, and you don't realize that you're completely soaked and you're comfortable. You're like yeah. Fish and water. Would be nice. I mean, if I could if I could handle myself without it, without air conditioning, I would definitely do that. But I am uh, uh, I'm a hot guy. I'm just hot. This is the uh, inaugural turn-on of the AC was for your no, it was a to, few weeks ago for your arrival who it was hot a few weeks ago and we turned it on no, oh for, today uh, for okay, me yeah. yeah this is the i turned it on for your arrival oh it's okay you don't have to this do is that part for me. of your I'll live yeah i i can live i can handle it well we're doing a grand reception you know yeah i mean you, you had to turn it off anyway so. we did well yeah it's louder than hell it's still going but yeah my blower is off yeah i have like a tim the tool man Taylor type blower on the Dude, AC. Somebody, somebody, uh, more powered. Your your blower, I'm sure. Yeah, it's great. It's like that's why I said it's a good thing to have Grandpa's room because you know he's gonna be selfish about how much AC he gets. He's sucking that thing. That blower is suck like hooked up right to the to the tap. He's yeah. siphoning all the he siphoned all of the cool air into this room. Yeah, a lot of wild pictures today. Wild pictures. Just a crowd uh, partying ozarks boom. Boom. ozarks boom. maryland boom. 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 ocean city maryland was just jam-packed with people yep or it's just we're in trouble <laughs> yeah what? it's hard to like think of anything other than fucking christ come on 
a really bummer last night. I, I mean, I had fun doing it. I, I was I, I watched Double or Nothing, the AEW pay-per-view, and I, I did do my opinions on that pay-per-view on Everything Elite's Instant Reaction Patreon show. So if you want to hear my opinions on Double or Nothing, that's where you can hear that. But also they announced All Out, but they didn't announce a city. And it was just like one of those things where like, it's September 5th is the date of the show. And the fact that they don't know if they can have it in the sit in, you know, they don't know where they're going to have it yet. Right. Is really like, it works me, man. Like when I start hearing things that are out, far out, that are in doubt. Far out, man. Yeah. Far. I got my Rage Against the Machine refund. I decided to get the refund. Okay. Because. They rescheduled it next year or something? Yeah. I am not going to hold on to tickets for that long. Yeah. You know, number one. Not number, for that band either. Number two. Number two is 200 bucks. I could use 200 bucks. Number three, it's right before. They rescheduled it to like the week before Labor Day. And me and you are fucking always gone on. This will probably be the first year in five years I've been in Columbus for Labor Day weekend. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, I can't even, I'm not going to black out dates so I can go see Rage Against the Machine in the nosebleed seats. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I, they, they fucking really, it was such bullshit, the refund system for the Rage tickets, because it was like, they fucking gave you until March or May 31st to make your decision. That was the thing. They were like, well... You know, you have to get the refund by May 31st or you're just, you're going to the show. You you don't yeah. get a refund. So it's like, well, you're making me make this decision over a year out. And I just, I can't, I'm not going to hold on to these things for that long. I right. just, I, I might be dead by then. I don't fucking know. You know? Makes sense. There might be 200 people left on the earth at that point, the way things are going. You know? <laughs> I need to get my 200 bucks, man. So I got my refund. I also figure if I want the tickets and I'm going to be around, I can buy the tickets yeah. again. Just you know, get it when it's here, when it actually happens. Yeah, yeah I got to hold on to tickets for a year and like I'm not going to hold on to tickets for like 18 months just for nothing ever. There's nothing I can think of that I would even consider doing that for. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm I'm more of a hold on to tickets for three months guy. And I, I even get annoyed when they announce shows like five months out, you know, where it's like five months. Fuck. Shit. Long lead time. That's a long time. Yeah. You're like buying tickets for Trans-Siberian Orchestra now. You know, you're like, no, I'm not thinking about December yet. Yeah. You know? It's got to be weird, though. I mean, like, if you're working at Ticketmaster, that's got to be a fucking odd job to have right now. Because just... What do you even do? What are they doing? Yeah. They're probably making them come into fucking work too. Yeah. Or they fur furloughed them. Obviously, there's the chance they furloughed them, but there are people that are having to come to work. And <laughs> like, for what? To just explain to people that they don't know when the concert's going to happen <laughs> and that they can't also have their money back until they know. Well, it hit me. It that the concert thing has been the thing that hits me the most out of all the stuff. It was the uh, the um. Walking by the Schottenstein Center, the Value City Arena, whatever they call it now, probably lifestyle community something, I'm sure. I don't know. But you walk by that arena and they have a big 
screen outside that tells you what's coming up and it's like thanks for the memories and it has like bruce springsteen from 2011 on it and it's like well that like makes it feel like the end of the world <laughs> yeah it makes it seem like we had a good run yeah maybe just don't do that <laughs> yeah yeah no more concerts <laughs> goodbye been, yeah we loved you why we had you it's it's been a good run earth <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I think that um, I'm not going to let other people make me mad. Is my goal. Uh, that's me too. I, I just, I don't even feel. I feel like really the people that are at fault are the people saying things are safe. It's not yeah, the motherfucking people that are going to do stuff. And I know I've got pushback about it online today about saying, like, I don't think we should think that our enemies are the people that are going out. Our enemies are the people that told them that it's safe to go out and and to be honest like i don't know if that would be a surprising take coming from me but for me i always look at power first instead of like the powerless and you know obviously it's stupid to go to these bars i think it's a dumb decision to go eat inside of a restaurant or go to a bar but i also think that like when the government tells you you can do something, a lot of people just take that on faith. Yeah. And and I'm not going to blame them for that. I, I fucking wish I was one of the people that goes to restaurants right now. I wish I was one of the people that could just be like, it's fake and go eat at a restaurant now. Because that is the life that sounds a lot better than the, I'm freaked out and it feels like there's never going to be a concert again. Yeah. Life. Yeah, I agree. So. I'd love to take a drill to my brain and just get that happiness going yeah yeah that's what it seems like you need though and you and you really got i was listening to my neighbors talk today which is very outstanding it is i love when you crack those windows while you're doing the dishes and all of a sudden you're like what are they talking about out there yeah i love listening to them i like to listen to like what they're saying because they were talking about everything and there was probably about seven of them sitting on the porch not social distancing at all and they were just like you know i don't know i i, I want to take a vacation this year and it's really driving me crazy that i can't you know make a vacation happen and i'm like it's one year okay yeah. it's like that tweet somebody posted a tweet of somebody saying it's the uh 20 it's it's the uh, uh, I'm in my twenties and and this virus is stealing my twenties away from me and I'm like your twenties are bullshit. They're like I'm supposed to be discovering the world in my twenties and I'm like I didn't do shit in my twenties. Nothing. I didn't do fucking one thing in my twenties except for work and go to payday advance places. And so everybody else is the same. Yeah. I think sense. so. That doesn't make I mean, sense. your twenties are bullshit. I just think people put so much because em- it's like first they emphasize your teen years, where it's like you have to do all this very important stuff in your teen years. It's very important, and then in your twenties, it's like you're supposed to be fucking traveling and stuff and seeing the world. And it's like that's a lie. You can't do that. Like that's, mo- that's crazy. People. That's who rich think people that. crap. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You're going backpack. Regular ass people don't go backpacking. I'm not right. trying to be a bummer, but you're probably not going to get to do that backpacking trip. Yeah. I'm guessing. You know. I had that same feeling too. I was kind of like, I want to make this happen. Then I was like, wait, it's five thousand dollars. How are people doing this? Yeah, like I still didn't understand that. Like they weren't saving the money all themselves. Never can figure it out. <laughs> Never can figure out how people were doing this stuff. You know. Yeah. I mean, there is some extreme savers that I know, uh, but 
the tw- the lot of the stuff that people say they're missing out on is like drinking a case of Coors Light, you know. Which you like? I gotta tell you, when you turn thirty, people still do that shit all oh the time. Oh my god! That's like, all we there pave is. the way for you. You're allowed to drink as much as you want, and it's we have it at the baby stores. We have baby stuff at the bars now. We, if you want to go throw an axe, you get a beer. If you want to go sew, you get a beer. If you want to paint some still lifes, you get a beer. You know, you are right though. That what they're really talking about is I want to have kids, and I'm not going to be able to do anything. Once um, I have the kids, you know, I think that's, I mean, the rich guy shit is true too. There's rich people shit, but like, I think a lot of people do get in their mind. Like I'm going to have kids when I'm 25 and my <laughs> whole life's going to be over. It's like, motherfucker, you have them when you're 25 so that you get that back end is yours. You got to remember also that like, uh, oh, America breeds weekend warriors. Yeah. So a lot of these kids are actually just like college people that plan their life out so much that are like between 11th and 12th grade i'm going to have promiscuous sex in on in a cruise or something you know like and they've just decided that this is the only time in their life they can be wild and i can guarantee they were never going to get wild because you can get wild during quarantine i've had no problems getting wild yeah yeah i mean you know the thing about the quarantine is that like i don't think it means that you can't like go outside i don't think it means you can't do anything i think you do have to be responsible about the people that you're around sure and you have to trust the people you're around i guess but i think also i mean else once again it's people aren't dying in the middle of the streets over this thing no and it's very much a catastrophe in other places versus uh elsewhere i mean in ohio uh like i don't think that hanging out having a barbecue or something with 10 people or 15 people is the same as like I mean three hundred people just spitting all over each other and drinking and smoking is like I don't know. Go for I it. Miss it though. Find I out. You miss spitting all over my friends and drinking and smoking and doing all kinds of wild shit, don't, I don't you? I, I don't mean, I just miss it. It's I a miss moral, it to hell. It's a moral conundrum to me. Like, do they have the right to go out there and do that? And it's like, no, because they're risking other. They're risking other people. It's like anti-vax stuff. You yeah. start thinking about like there is this weird thing about like vaccines where it's like. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it does suck that you have to make people do a thing that they don't want to do, but you know what? It, we yeah. have to do that, and yeah. we all have to do it. Right. You know, and that's just the way. I, I, That's what I've always thought about the anti-vax stuff, and it's like, you know, fortunately, uh, I mean, unfortunately, yes, we have to fucking make you do something you don't want to do, but that's good for all of us it gives us all freedom and really isn't fucking with anything with you like getting a vaccine doesn't affect you right in any way you just go and get the vaccine sometimes i think it's just people afraid of needles because i my motherfucking ass is like do i need a tetanus shot um i'm not gonna get one because i'm afraid of needles i probably got tetanus out the ass you know yeah my my sister-in-law just got tetanus shot and uh because she got it or well she's she was cutting something and cut her finger and Uh, said you know it's i do a lot of arts and crafts i might as well get a tetanus shot and i was like "Mm, responsible that's actually very responsible i would have not done it is there like a new podcast um subscription box service for vaccines by mail no, like you I had get to one go. syringe full of tetanus in the mail. You gotta go get every the tetanus th- shot. Every three months, you get a new vaccine. Yeah, I mean, I think you're supposed to get that boosted. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think. love everything boosted. 
I mean, I'm saying like when you're at the smoothie store and they're like, "Do you want that boosted?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah I need Fuck, another scoop yes. of protein, please. please." I don't even know what it is. Energy just powder, that shit. I want cacao. Yeah, energy powder is my favorite. Energy powder is my favorite because yeah. it's just like, what the fuck even is caffeine yeah. isolate? Yeah, it's just caffeine. <laughs> you're just dumping caffeine. Thank you for the caffeine. They call it yeah. They call it like the rise and shine powder. Yeah, and and they make it sound like it's like a collection of vegetables. Yep, yep. that makes you feel extra powerful, but it's really just they fucking isolated caffeine and dumped it in there. Yeah, it's a picture of wildflowers, and it says energy boost. <laughs> yeah, I love an energy boost in a smoothie. I'll take that a hundred percent of the time. I'll take an energy boost every time. But yeah, I just. I, I don't know, man. I, like We went to a park today, and as soon as we got there, I just was like, let's not go here. We turned around <laughs> and fucking left. I did. You know? Yeah. It just, we pulled up, and I saw all these cars, and I was like, let's just, we can't, let's not. You know? Let's just go home. You know, it's really, if you're in Columbus, at least, safer to walk downtown at this point. Because nobody's really doing that. And nobody's down there. Yeah. It's like, I am legend down there. Yeah. And the parks are packed. They're fucking oh, yeah. packed with people. Yeah, I mean, that's what people that's what they're going to do. I don't know why people can't just walk on streets. Like my wife was like, I want to go to the park. And I was like, why don't you just go walk on the street like I do? I do it all fucking time. I just go walk, you yeah. know, down around the neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. Downtown's a much better place to walk than most metro parks to me. You know, metro parks feel like feel like they faked the trees to me canned and walks. stuff. They yeah. feel canned. Yes, they do. It feels like canned nature. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you found out somebody was building those trees when you're not around. <laughs> Just fucking taking wood and, like, nailing yeah. it, you know? Painting it. Like, fuck this. Tree Lazy sculptures. Shit. Yeah, yeah. At the Metro Park. And making rocks. Just making rock formations. Hey, you know, it's a rock formation. Beautiful. Cool, it's yeah. Natural. Saw kids playing mini golf today, which... Not as many as I would have thought, so that was okay. Mini golf where? They had a mini golf course that we drove by. Again, I'm not going anywhere or doing anything because I'm not fucking nuts. You know, I had to go to pick up food yesterday and I did not enjoy it because nobody was wearing a mask. The rule was if you were up from your table, you needed to be wearing a mask. But many people were breaking that rule here because they're drunk. And you can't depend on drunk people to do the right fucking thing. That's why we have to close these fucking bars. Dude, everybody is so afraid of, like, enforcing the rules. I, I, w I would be, too. That, here's the fucking thing, dude. If I was a minimum wage worker at a bar, I would also be afraid to enforce the rules. And here's one reason. There are some people, you know, there was a post yesterday by this woman that said uh, the, the the town dropped two masks off on her porch and she threw them in the trash to prove a point. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to get tangled up yeah. in that lady's fucking world, yeah. you know? There's been a lot of people like, fuck you, you know, just like ready to explode as soon as someone says something about it. Yeah, I don't want to tangle up in their fucking world. It sucks, yeah. and I feel bad for the people that have to deal with it. That's true, and they that's, once again, living triumphantly like through life. Like Everybody's a loser and an idiot to them. They're in, having stakes all to themselves uh, at the place, and anyone that tells them to follow the guidelines, they get to yell about the Constitution and then go online and brag about it on Facebook. Yeah, my wife uh, has two... I, I don't get to see like a lot of the true stuff unless I go looking for it and it doesn't hit as hard when it's not people you know you know mm -hmm. it's something for me 
Like, bad opinions hit harder when I know the person. Yeah, because you can have the full picture and, like, <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of monstrosity this spewed out of. Yeah, I can't get high off of bad opinions from strangers. It's just too hard now. Yeah, I desensitize need, myself. I agree. You need context. <laughs> yeah. I see some wild-ass post by somebody. I'm like, I mean, they're probably always like that. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who, but, but like, my wife has two people on her feed that she knows that are truthers and I'm getting high off of her. Like I'm getting secondhand high sure. off of my wife. She told me a guy that incidentally, we both know uh, a guy I used to work with uh, Nazi um, uh, real idiot. I mean, just as dumb as they come, but, but also believes he's the smartest man. He knows sure. <laughs> smartest man in the world, which is a good, good combination for comedy, but not in real life. And this dude is like, uh, um, and this dude was at a restaurant yesterday without a mask, bragging, because he's like, there's nobody else here. What a bunch of fucking idiots. And it's like, oh, my God. And when you get it, I'm going to fucking be there to laugh about that. And he is one of these guys. Like, my wife has, like, tangentially, my wife has a lot of people in her orbit that don't believe anything if it's the official statement, right? Like, so if Which the government says that coronavirus is bad, it's automatic that coronavirus is not that bad. You know what I mean? If the government says there's UFOs, there's automatically not UFOs. It's like, why would the government say that? You yeah. know what I mean? And they, like, just disagree with, like, whatever the official mainstream opinion is on everything. And they don't think that's a form of bias. They think that's, like, seeing through the lies and the bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's more, it's like a lot of the flat earthers are like that, too, where it's just, like, it's flat because they said it's round. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a million reasons not to trust the government. Yes. Government. But they come up, sorry, real belchy right now. <clears throat> they come up with... uh Really rude, racist, ugly, assholeish ways to explain government corruption. Yeah, you know, like they 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 will believe, you know, they'll believe that. Uh, I don't know. They're just horrible well, people. They are. They are the I enemy. The they're, they're the enemy. They are. Like, I mean, those people. I want to be clear about that. I too. like your Jesus attitude about Father. Please forgive them, for they know not what they do. But like, those people, I hate. Though. They, yeah. Here's the truth. I hate those people. Sure. I don't. I what I'm saying is, I live in a very lib part of town, right? Like, I would assume that most of the people in my neighborhood are pretty have left uh, sympathies, I guess, or, or believe that they're left, right? Like, you're. They believe that you know I'm a Democrat. You know I'm about as left as it gets. Sure. You know they're means. they're those types of people, and they're still going out. And I just feel like those are people that trust Mike DeWine and they feel like Mike DeWine's got their best interest at heart because Mike DeWine locked things down and like that, that he wouldn't open bowling alleys if it wasn't okay to go bowling. You know what I mean? Right. And that's like, that's why I think a lot of those people are going out. Like a lot of people in like, like uh button up pink shirt, like dudes in pink shirts and like khaki shorts and stuff they're going out because the government told them it's fucking okay to go out and they're drinking white claws the government said it's okay to drink white claws right now government's fucking cool with it you yeah. know they'll just give you some of that chloroquine or whatever that stuff's called and everything's gonna be fine you know and that's they believe that and i i i mean like it's stupid to believe it and it shows a lack of 
like trying to become informed about something. And it also shows that they didn't source their information to a doctor. They sourced it to a politician, which is very stupid, you know. But, you know, we're raised to believe this shit. You know, yeah, we're raised to believe in these people and we're raised to believe that we are in charge of them, not right. they are in charge of us. And it's like, why would the people we're in charge of do that to us? It's like, because they hate us and they want us all dead. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, why. Pretty much. But I don't know. I, I just, it's hard for me to get mad at a regular ass person who's going to do stuff. Also, just self as a selfish human being myself i identify a lot with selfish people sure. and i identify with the idea that like i have been locked up since march i have to get out and i have to be around people and like uh uh i think a different version of me maybe five years ago would no. have been that way not five not five five's wrong ten years ago Six years ago, six to seven years ago, Brian would have gone out and wouldn't have believed it. During you know? the show? Cable Guy Brian would have, okay, just yeah, say Cable Guy Brian. You don't how long we've been doing this. Okay, yeah, that's true. So Cable Guy Brian would have gone out. You know what I mean? And Cable Guy Brian's not too far off from when we, we started the show like three months after Cable Guy Brian. You know what I mean? And like, there was a real hard left turn there. Like, it was like a fucking, you know, and like the, the version of me before that, just I, I'm telling you, dude, I would have been so selfish that I would have just gone out and been like, it's not going to happen to me. It's happening to other people, you know? Yeah. I'm, again, you feel like you're simultaneously the main character in life and then not important enough to have something bad happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not important enough to get killed in 9-11. So I'm not important enough to get killed in a plane crash. I'm not important, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not important enough for any of that stuff. But everybody else in those situations also felt I'm not important enough to get killed in 9-11, you yeah. know? And coronavirus is sort of that same thing. It's like, I think a lot of people are sitting around being like, well, who the fuck am I? I'm not, I'm nobody, you know? I don't hang out with anybody. I don't travel, you know? I'm not important enough to die of coronavirus. The fact is, though, you are. We all are. It happens. And it doesn't take you being important to have something like that happen. Actually, it makes you, it makes you, takes you being less important to have something like that happen. But we all, a lot of us have a really hard time uh, uh, finding, uh, uh, understanding our place in the world. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, my sure. Like it's very hard for you to understand who you are in the narrative of the planet. And like a lot of times we make ourselves the main character and other times we make ourselves extras. And we just make ourselves extras and and we feel safe in that anonymity of being one of the extras on the planet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, makes sense. That's my that's how I that's how I have that zen attitude towards it cuz I feel like I can see in their heads what's happening and I feel for them and I wish they fucking wouldn't do it. But I just knew that when things started opening, it just felt like people were going to go. Yeah. I just knew people were going to go and I knew it wasn't going to be the chuds. The chuds don't go do anything. The chuds go to Menards. The chuds go to fucking Walmart. The chuds don't go to standard hall. The chuds don't go to the fucking bars and the restaurants. They're not doing that. Yeah. You know, 
I did drive by Menards and it was packed. And my wife was like, well, people are working on their house. And I'm like, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> we can get these calls, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just was, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm talking I'm, shit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm growing tired of it already. I don't know how much I can keep talking about it. Well, like, I don't know if I care either way. I just am at this point, give up. Uh, like you said, I mean, and I am anonymous in all of this. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing I can do to, to make a fucking change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, they're not going to listen to me. They have guns. They will fucking kill me if I tell That's them. That's the other fucking thing. They got all the guns. The government has all the guns. Can't do anything. Right. Ready? Yeah, ask them to print more money. They'll, they got the money printer, too. That's the other problem. All right, yeah, I'm ready. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, uh, this is Mike Delvaca. Hey, How you doing, Mike? what's up, Mike? Hey, uh, going pretty good. Um, chilling on my porch, enjoying the rain here in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, beautiful out there. Is it, yeah, is I it, love North Carolina. I is, wish it was raining here, though. Yeah, I'm super lucky because I used to be in Raleigh, and now I'm coming out of the middle of fucking nowhere. So, luckily, uh, once this whole plague thing hit, <laughs> I was out of town. So I am thinking I, about... I I am thinking about going to a remote place as like a trip yeah. to just go out in the fucking woods where there's nobody and I'm making my own stuff and I feel like that's safe, you know, uh-huh. as safe yeah. as it gets. I think people really in the woods got it figured out. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that unsafe to go fucking to a cabin and go have food. That's what I was saying. I mean, you go to, you went to like four drive throughs in a day. So yeah, I mean, it's about the same. True. Yeah, I mean, out here we have our own chickens, uh, so I kind of had to learn how to be a chicken farmer once I moved out here. So, been been doing that lately. Wow. So what what's uh what's what's yeah. happening? Cabin. Uh, so I actually have a couple different things. Uh, either I have a, a medical story for you guys, or a, a small business tyrant. Well, let's, let's hear the small business. I like the small business stuff. I think we'll go because health freaks me out and I'm having a freaky day today. Yeah. All right. So uh, I was a delivery driver for several different pizza places for years and years. And I started working for a Papa John, Spokane, Washington, when I was living out there. And uh, we had this manager. His name was Derek. Uh, probably, you know, uh, late thirties, early forties, dude, like covered in tribal tats, bleach blonde hair, uh, wore the visor, but like upside down because <laughs> he didn't want to fuck up his hair every day. Wow. Uh, That's a great look. So, oh yeah. So, uh, he had moved there from Idaho with his wife because he was best friends with a guy from the place. And so uh, they put Derek in charge of the manager. Well, I grew up in the South, and I had never heard anyone say the N-word before until I started working there. And Derek would scream it at customers on the phone. Like, what? Like, on a regular basis. Holy shit. Like, we would have people call out, he'd call them the N-word and, like, slam the phone down. Uh, this dude had, like, serious rage issues. Like he was just get was he getting mad at him for like a reason or just he was just screaming at customers? 
it would be like a customer would call up. They'd be like, hey, uh, you know, your driver forgot my ranch. And, you know, it's like 50 cents a ranch, so it's like, who cares? But they're calling for it anyway. But he, he would just, like, go off on these people, like, for just the smallest little reason. And uh, one time, I had to train a new driver that we had just hired. And I'm teaching, like, Derek is like, hey, take this guy to the cooler, uh, show him how to fluff cheese. As we would get, like, giant boxes of cheese, have to like toss it around a little bit in the bag to get it to like separate because it's kind of half frozen when it comes in. So I'm in the cooler with the new guy and I'm like, all right, this is how you do it. Show him how to open the box, whatever. Derek comes in because he has to see what's going on. (laughs) He sees me showing him how to do it. He's like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? This is how you fluff cheese. And he starts fucking UFC the boxes in the cooler just like goes into horse stance and starts punching these boxes and me and other driver are just looking at each other like what is with this dude <laughs> I've seen like a day off or something I've seen guys like that too at like every job I ever had they would like really love like especially when you're in training they love to show you how they'll throw the shit around and they don't care about anything and those are like some I mean if this guy wasn't yelling at at people I would be like this guy rocks because like I do I I think when I worked at the uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese there were guys that would just go into the walk-in and punch boxes (laughs) this guy I don't know like I don't know if it was steroids or what his deal was, but like he would even whip like pizza screens across the like restaurant to try to hit people if they were like checking stuff out or something without him <laughs> doing it. Because the way the system worked is we literally had thumbprint scanners to check out the pizzas, and the managers also had their thumbprint routed to your ID as well, so they could route you before you came back to the store. Because when you're on the road, you're making $2.15. But when you're back in the store, you're making $7 and something. So what they would do is they would route you before you came back to pizzas. That way your payroll was always around 2 bucks. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense that they would try to make... They tried to make sure you were on the road the maximum amount of time. Yeah. Uh, they'd read your odometer every day to like see how many miles you went and they'd be like all right it's two cents a mile and it's like who cares like it's two <laughs> cents dude like well like just give me a dollar yeah like, yeah, yeah. cover my gas anyway i don't know <laughs> they don't cover your gas no that uh, or insurance or anything like that it's another uh independent contractor job for, is that Domino's uh, you said? Was that Domino's was, or a small business? Uh, Papa, John. Papa John's really? It's like that crate. It's like yeah. I'm trying to figure out like how much money you could possibly make. I mean, I don't know how you can cover your gas that way, right? Like, so it's two cents no. a mile. What are you probably driving? Yeah, fifty miles a day, right? Maybe. Uh, I would usually go through a half tank of gas a day. Um, so I wonder uh, how many miles that is. Probably fifty, right? Like Maybe five even gallons. It'd be like five gallons, and I was getting like thirty miles a gallon. 
Okay. So, okay. So you yeah. were you were doing some miles, but still you were probably only re- raking in like ten bucks for the car maintenance. If you you know what yeah. I'm I've just made a new law where they have to pay for all your car maintenance or give you a car if you're gonna work for pizza <laughs> pizza place. Yeah, do you, I, I spent Domino's. so much on repairs. Sorry, what'd you say? I said I spent so much on car maintenance working uh working delivery. Yeah, Pizza Hut delivery or or uh sorry, pizza delivery was the original like Uber fuck you over deal where they're like, Oh my god, I get all this money in cash and then it's like, Well, you have to pay a whole bunch of taxes on it later in the year and you're running your vehicle into the fucking ground and not being compensated for it. Yeah, yeah. And the cars yeah. always are such and I mean but, like once you do it for a while, your car's in such shit shape. I mean, I've never seen a pizza delivery car that didn't look bad. You know, my dad used to always warn me against it for years. Cause I did talk about like delivering pizzas as a side job when I was a cable guy. And he's like, don't do it. It'll fuck your car up. And I guess he was right. <laughs> my yeah, wife was, a, uh, was a driver uh, for a long time. There's also some positives to it though. Cause you make a lot of cash. So a lot of that, like that, you don't have to claim on your taxes. Right. I mean, you do, but you don't. <laughs> Of course. So, uh, like, you could stock up your cash tip, which is what I would do. And usually I'd make, you know, 300, 400 bucks a night. Um, in Fuck. Tips. Okay. That's okay. Good. Yeah. And in Washington, they had legal weed too. So a lot of people would tip that, which was nice. That's nice. That's dope. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. We did see on, we watched an undercover boss episode in Columbus where a guy was delivering on campus and he said he did get a lot of weed. Which is that's nice to get a little bit of weed and 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 the thing about pizza delivery guys is, I mean they all smoke weed. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I I challenge anyone to tell me like find me one who doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, we we had it like a box behind the cheese in the fridge just so that we could all break it out at the end of the night. Yeah, because it always feels like it feels like if you work making food, you're probably also smoke weed. You know, like it just feels like people in food service. I I mean, when I worked in food service was the most drugs I ever used in my life was when I was working in food service. Yeah, I have a culinary degree, so <laughs> that was yeah, it's funny because if they tried to drug test restaurant workers, it would be disastrous, right? Like, are there any restaurants that drug test? Uh, there's a couple. But they're like, uh, they're things like Chick-fil-A or like, um, let's see, what's the other one that did it to me? Uh, Carabas. Carabas? Carabas is like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Which, which is funny because everyone there was stoned when I was working there, but they tested us before we start working. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Darden drug tests. And Darden yeah. owns like a shit ton of restaurants. Like, don't they own, uh, they own, like, Red Lobster and all kinds of shit, yeah. man. And they drug test. I, man, that is, like, so yeah. unfair, you know? It's so <laughs> yeah. unfair. You just... And your best cooks are going to be stoned when they're cooking. That's the fact. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't there be... I really feel like there should be some kind of a, um, cap, a salary amount that you're like you should have to make a certain amount of money before they're allowed to drug test you no does that make sense yeah. no it doesn't like you like, should have, have to a certain number of lives in your hand or something yeah like, like traffic controllers 
something like that, I get it, but... Like, they shouldn't like, drug test anybody, but you shouldn't be allowed to drug test anybody to make minimum wage. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to drug <laughs> test anybody. You should... It should be illegal to drug test anybody making under a living wage. That is the law, baby. That's it. And you shouldn't be allowed to drug test people for a living wage either. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. I'm not saying drug testing should be legal, but they should definitely be illegal for jobs like like restaurant jobs that are going to pay you probably, you know, nine, ten dollars an hour. You know, honestly, any service industry job is something that you pretty much have to get stoned before you go in Ugh. most of the time. That's how I always. Oh, my God. The people are the worst. You do cooking? Yeah, I, I was a cook at a Hilton for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for calling in, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, have a good night. Peace. Man, that shit is... Uh, that shit is... It's wild. It's... uh. It, that shit is wild because it's like um the fucking punching thing and the and that thing I, I i've been through that a hundred times like yeah. i've had people i remember at the cable company watching guys just fucking whip bales of cable it's stuff in the car just like whipping shit at yeah. the uh, van because you just don't care about it yeah know? i mean it is yeah it's one of those things like you said during training there's somebody that'll say like all right you're not supposed to do it this way but i do it this way it just lets you know what the environment is. I definitely, I had uh, somebody at All Star Cafe were like, if you ever get mad, you can just take an onion and throw it against the wall as hard as you want, like this, and then I mean, demonstrated. But the thing is, it is a maddening job. Like, yeah. I would never begrudge the guy that goes outside and, like, punches something in order to get himself back together. I mean, it's toxic masculinity, yes. But it is also just like effective. It, it makes you sometimes, dude. I've punched things. I I'm not a puncher necessarily. I've never broken my hand punch. Jason's a puncher. Not anymore though. You don't punch anymore. But you did growing up. You punched the wall when you got mad. Yeah, I knew another guy that punched. I knew a guy that fucking would punch the side of his house when he would get mad. He would just stand on the side of his house and he would fucking unleash on this house. He would fucking like six times punch the fucking thing. He would get like this and just as hard as he could. There were dents in the house and it was just like, you got to learn how to like handle yeah, this. Find something a, else. Yeah, this is not the way to handle something like this. <laughs> Let's get this next call in. Yeah, so Darden, by the way, if you are a manager in training or if you get an internal promotion, you have to take a drug test. I never heard of that. Yeah. Fuck that. Internal promotion, drug test within like, 48 hours. All right, well, just make sure you're all fit for the job. We love who you are as a person, but we need to know what you do in your personal time. Wow. I want right. to know, like... Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, am I on? Yeah. Y'all. Hi, what's up? This is Jay. What's up, Jay? How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm from the uh, Pittsburgh area. Um, boy, I have thought of a lot of things to talk about, but it is like being on the phone with 
celebrities. I was listening to uh, the John Hagee Holy Boys episode where uh, Brian were talking about like that parasocial feeling of celebrity being on tour with Tom that you said was like, oh, from online and on the podcast. <laughs> but that's, that's how I feel with you guys. And I know that from your position, you don't feel like that at all. You feel like normal dudes like the rest of us. But it's weird, too, because I've been listening you know, for so long and like watching the stuff on the Patreon, I'm just like, oh, fuck, it's those guys from the good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You don't have to worry about us. We're probably more normal <laughs> no, than most. You're, you're so feeling approachable and stuff. Um, because I don't know, if I was walking down the street and I saw Tom Curve, I'd be like, oh, God, he's real. Ew. I would, uh, I would, to, I almost, I, know, I got scared one time standing like five feet from bill burr and i had to run out of the mall like i was so into this dude <laughs> and i i uh saw him perform and then he walked out and he was standing there to get signatures you know what i mean like he was gonna sign stuff for people he was standing out there to talk to people and i got like five feet from him and i was like oh, i can't do it and i ran out of the mall <laughs> is it that you cared about bill burr and you're just like oh i just i admire this guy and he's that makes it intimidating. Yeah, well, for me, it was like, this was before I was doing any sort of comedy, so he was just like, there was so much mystique to that job, first oh, of all. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it's just kind of like, you look at this guy, you've listened to him, you've seen his comedy, you saw him on stage, you've seen him on TV, and, like, he just feels like a, 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 a an otherworldly being. I mean, if I met him now, I would be able to talk to him and stuff. Like, when we met Patton, I wasn't a fucking weirdo. But, like, uh, <laughs> but, like, I, and I didn't, I wasn't too nervous before we did it. But I think some, I think it sucks a little bit because the mystique of that stuff kind of goes away after a while. I mean, let me be straight with you. If I was in the same room as Tom Cruise, I would kind of freak out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, I, I, I always go to him as an example because he's, like, peak celebrity. But, like, I also don't give a shit about him at all. Like, I give a shit about, like, a lot of small-time cool dudes that do podcasting where I would actually maybe get messed up trying to speak to them because nothing fucks up my ability to socialize more than thinking someone's really cool and, like, wanting to appear cool to them. Same here. Same here. I'm exactly the same way. Like, I freak out. I want everybody to leave the room thinking I was the coolest guy. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> yeah. go the opposite direction, though. Yeah. That's really tough. So, in planning for falling into tonight, uh, because I got cut off the uh, knock in the queue last week, but I was just, like, started thinking of all these things that, like, I wanted to say or talk. I got a list of stuff, but I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time. Um, one thing I did want to do at the beginning was shout out Champagne Poppy from the last uh, Basement episode. I was really surprised at that name again uh, because I uh, knew him like a couple years ago on Tumblr, uh, bought some stickers from him, and I was just like, oh, shit. And now he's, you know, writing into Street Fight, Small World. How about that? That's awesome. You bought what from him? Uh, stickers. He did a uh, sticker art, like on a like package uh, post office, like package stickers. Oh yeah, I got one. Of, uh, he was a uh, the dad Genji from Evangelion. Uh huh. Looking spooky. Yeah, really cool guy. I, I wish him the best for uh, managing that sort of balance between how much do you want to stand up for yourself versus how much do you want to stick your neck out. That's an enviable position. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. 
Um, but I sort of have three topics that I wanted to give you guys that have uh, wanted to talk about uh, suicide, mental health, and video games. Which uh-huh. that's one topic, and that's uh, heavy, but also I think kind of fun. Uh, I could talk about my mom's history as a baby boomer, successful business type, getting back into job market later in life and finding it different, or uh, just chat about public access TV. Oh my goodness! What do you guys think? Um, Brian is using the restroom right now. Um, uh, he's finishing up. Brian, we got the choices on uh, on stories here is either suicide, mental health, and video games. That's all. The other that, one. Okay. <laughs> I thought that is pretty. And he said he didn't want something too heavy. And then the other one is uh, boomer parents trying to get a job nowadays. Oh yeah, I like that because I'm 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 kind of seeing the same thing happen with my in laws. All right, actually. let's go with that. Okay, great. So, um, well, I don't want to spill too much of her beans. My mom is a uh, very private. She's not on social media or anything. But um, it was interesting to see her sort of enter the job market in the last couple of years because she uh, is a fantastic woman, super passionate about uh, gardening and botany and all this stuff. And she had like a 30-odd year, really successful career in corporate finance law stuff. She was doing stuff for like mergers. Okay. I don't exactly know what it is. And it's one of the most deeply money poisoned lines of work to be in. And she hated it. She couldn't stand it. Um, she had been at the point in her life where she wanted to support the family and you go chasing the money and stuff. And to this day, she tells me, don't you ever chase the money. Uh, that'll fuck you up. I so she really hated her career in corporate finance law. And just in the last couple of years has been like winding that down to be uh, retired now, but looking into doing more for passion project, which is about gardening and growing stuff um, because she's been doing that behind the scene, you know, as long as I've been alive, like that's just her hobby and she's grown some incredible stuff out in the garden and everything. And so she goes around to, look for entry-level positions with no formal experience, like doing any sort of growing farm work, this or that, anything. Uh, and she's messaging all types of conservatories and botanical gardens and greenhouses and, like, local farms and stuff. And it's just been having such a hard time with it. Uh, first off, one of the first stories was she printed out her resume and drove out like a two minute drive out to one of these farms to like to the manager and apply for a job. And they told her, of course, like, Oh, we don't do any of that. You're going to have to apply online. Oh. And so she has to take her resume and drive all the way back. And it's like, Oh, you can't. And I found out about it. And I'm like, Oh damn, mom, I wish I told you like, that's not how any of this works anymore. Right. I'm, I am actually like late earth. Uh, late Gen X, early millennial. And like, I was taught that way. Like, like everything I was taught in high school about how to get a job has been 100% nullified since I've been an adult. Yeah. Like all of it, the, the resume gone, you know, all this stuff, the resume is totally different. Now, when I was deciding whether to do street fight or get a real job after college, 
you know, in 2015, like I didn't know the first thing about figuring it out. I actually had to go to the, the, uh, this, what they, at, at Ohio State, they call it the success center that you go to and they give you like career counseling and shit, but they didn't, they didn't do anything for me. They, they like, were just like, you ought to make a good resume. That's the first place I would start. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that. I don't right. know how to do it. But what she did is what they told me to do. You know, when I was in high school, they said, if you want to get a job, you go to the place, you say, may I have a job application, please? They give you the job application, you always fill it out there. You never leave. And you go dressed as though you're interviewing. Yep. You hand in the application, everything has to be perfect punctuation on the application, and you really oh. do. You want to, uh, I remember a teacher, I vividly remember a teacher telling me, if they ask for your elementary school, know your elementary school's address. You need to know what the fuck? Everything. You need to put your elementary school address. You need to put the phone number to your elementary school. You need to put everything. Like your high school. You you know, you go through your whole career. If they ask you for your job, you know that stuff. Right. Well, if they ask you for she said if they ask you for your job history, you list everything. You don't and, and for a guy like me, that's like fucking 50 jobs, dude. I've had a million jobs in my life, probably. Yeah. I can't. I, oh, I need to know all their phone numbers and all of the managers. Can we contact yes. the manager? Yeah, you could, but they won't fucking remember me. They wanted, so but she told me. Would you? She told me I needed to know that too. And that, like, uh, none of that stuff is applicable. Now that I know people that hire people, it's like, it's like not about any of that stuff. You know, it's not about any of it. It's about, like, do you know somebody that works there? <laughs> like, that's the way you get in, you know? Uh, um, so to continue my mom's story, then it's just been a series of tough times one after another because what she finds uh, applying to all sorts of greenhouses or, you know, plant conservatories or this and that where she would actually be able to flex the actual green thumb muscles that she has from growing a lot of her own plants. They are all they want at any of these places is retail workers. They just want cashiers. Yeah. And that, and that sucks because she goes into it thinking like, Oh, well, you know, you got to pay your dues. Like I'll work cashier for a while until they let me do the, the plant stuff that I actually want to be doing. And, I don't know what that job market's like, but I have to like kind of wonder if I just got to, if we just have to have a conversation about like, mom, these jobs don't exist anymore. You can't grow plants for a living. That's not how that works. But you need, you need, they, they, all they would ever want is people stocking shelves and running the cash register. This is, of course, like the cash register that they make old women stand at. Now, can't, for Christ's sake, give them a stool. They're going to be there all day. But, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just been a huge, a huge disappointment. It sucks. Well, the good news is because we're in quarantine now, uh, she and I have been doing a lot of gardening around the house. So we're, you know, keeping those plants getting grown, making some vegetables. It's so hard. I hate to see, like, if you're a boomer, you shouldn't have to be looking for a job, you know? No. Like, it's if, a, it's if, a really impressive, like, 30 odd years of law and finance work. 
totally useless. Like no one gives a shit about that. Yeah, and they want they do. I mean, once you get to a certain age, they do just want to toss you behind a cash register, maybe greeter or something. You know. Uh, My father-in-law you know, got I, turned I down. Sort of, I, I grew up in the sort of a teen in like the Walmart age when like there were jokes about the greeter, but just like even to remember like that time in retail, like that is the most dismal thing. The fact that they would just have old people being the greeters. They still do. I think when you go in there, they still have somebody standing there really? saying, well, I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't either in a very long time, but yeah, my father-in-law tried to get a job at home Depot and they turned his ass down. And the guy, you know, he's done a lot of shit. He knows about tools and stuff. And they need help. They have help wanted signs outside. The, the craziest thing, too, is like the, that is honestly cashiers that don't give a fuck about what you're doing, like are not going to be there very long. If you hire somebody that's like keep passionate about plants and stuff, my I have a boomer ass person in my family that believes America it gives you all these opportunities even though they don't have any uh, but like they will take any job they can get and immediately are like on board they will tell you all about it and they are like 100% dedicated you know my stepdad was like that he, he just died this year but um, he uh, well they feel good about doing it I can't tell them not to feel good about it that's how I, I felt too I know I, I know but it's like they also like I also think they should be rewarded like if somebody if somebody really yeah. gives a shit about fresh produce and wants to drive around and look at all the produce and do quality control or something like fucking great that's we need somebody to do that I guess you know there's like positions that people can take that um, are we all need you know, this is the essential worker conversation. It is it also is about includes all cashiers, you know, like we love transactions. We're realizing that transactions is the only thing that matters. Oh, God. I mean, that's really what it is. It is like a lot of the people that want to go out really do just want to go do transactions. They don't even want to go to the bar. They just want to go to a store and buy a thing. I feel I'm glad that I'm not one of the like transaction lifestyle obsessed people like uh, things are loosening up in Pennsylvania as well. And that brings up a conversation where I'm just like talking to my friends, but like, we want to try to meet up like Dungeons and Dragons together in person again, like, because it's miserable being out here. And I mean, I also go over there to hook up with one of those dudes. And like, when you, I mean, you guys got wives and stuff, but like when you're without, uh, the, hookup or something there's also just that skin hunger you know like you do not have like affectionate skin contact with another sorry i'm going off in a different direction no, it's fine it's your love language please express hey, it yeah you know. it is uh you're just like you get the skin hunger you just like you want to touch <laughs> some some flanks or whatever whatever people have yeah uh, yeah so long. you sound like a real professional hey you know i i know i know the feeling well, thanks for calling in. We we got to get to more callers, but uh, good luck on the job search. Do you, uh, do you mind if I plug something? Yes. No. No, we don't mind if you plug something. <laughs> He's down the middle, really. Um, I I do a lot of work with, um, well, not so much recently, but with my local public access TV station, uh, Bethel Park TV, um, that they are on YouTube. Uh, go look them up on YouTube at the Park TV specifically. A show called Dead and Buried Treasures is a chiller theater, like, uh, horror hosting thing done by a really, like, cool dude who does a whole pirate themed thing. It's 
a lot of fun. I'm trying to do a similar show to his where I'm a space alien sometime in the future. But um, if you want to watch some goofy stuff, if you want to binge watch like some old movies and uh, a guy being a wacky pirate host, uh, look up Dead and Buried Treasures on YouTube. All That's right. my plug. Thanks for calling, cool. buddy. Thanks. All right. Keep doing it, guys. Thank Please. you. So I have a few... Uh, I have some information for you, Brad. Okay. Coles, no drug test. Okay. Marshalls, drug test. Marshalls. Yes. <laughs> Marshalls does a drug test. I'm trying to calculate why. <laughs> Whole Foods? Is it Steelers? Do they think that more Steelers will, like, druggies will come and steal from Marshalls over that, Coles? I mean, druggies, people who do drugs cannot resist stealing closeout deals. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Gwen was showing me pictures of people standing in line for Marshalls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the first day opening, we were cracking up, man. But, uh, um, okay. Whole Foods? What do you think? Drug test. No. No, no. drug test. Okay. No drug test at Whole Foods. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I'm not going to do Papa John's because we just talked about Papa John's. Bed, Bath, and Beyond. What do you think about Bed, Bath, and Beyond? I know. Drug test? Yes. Yeah. Bed, Bath, and Beyond? Drug test. Try to think of places to go check and see if they drug test because I'm curious now yeah, yeah. of like what sort of service jobs drug test. I think it's interesting. They want, Marshalls. What do they want? It? Yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond and Marshalls. They want like a more professional <laughs> atmosphere. I don't. We don't want like some somebody coming in all zooted and playing with all the Beyond stuff. Well, you know the other thing about drug testing that we know. Is that they're only testing for weed. There's not... Nothing else shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Unless true. you did it the night before. So we're really talking about... Bed Bath & Beyond doesn't want to hire people that smoke weed. <laughs> I'll think of more places. All right. I like this I like this little bit here. You find out if places drug test. All right. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Oh, hey. Me as I, I think it's you, yes. Okay, that's that's good, that's good. Uh, this is Matt from Pittsburgh. Uh, I called in like over a year ago after uh, the Tree of Life shooting, and I met y'all at the uh, abortion fundraiser thing over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was super cool. Uh, I even brought my one friend who's, you know, not a... Uh, you know, socialist or anarchist or anything, and she was really into it because she's passionate about abortion. So that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So I tried to call in last week. Um, I usually, you know, I'm just a listener usually, but I uh, graduated grad school last week, so I thought I would, uh, you know, celebrate with the Street Fight Boys. Nice. Yeah. You want to answer yeah, a question real uh, quick? You want to answer a question real quick? Sure. All right, you and Brett up against each up against it right now. Does Pacific Sunwear drug test? Pacific Ooh, Sunwear. Shit. Do they drug test? I I, I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> yeah, it's a, hey, it's Love just I'm trying to figure out if Pac Sun drug tests. I'm that what's what what is your answer, Brett? Uh, my thoughts are that they sell a stoner type of brand anyways, and that the higher ups were or would be nervous about the employees bringing that in. I'm gonna say they do drug tests. Okay, do they drug test? Caller. 
I agree with Brett because, yeah, like I said, I feel like this is a true question. They do not drug test. Pac Sun wow. does. They live Oof. up to their beliefs. They don't drug test. I don't know. I can't make any sense of it. <laughs> We're trying to. We'll figure this yeah, out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no ethical consumption. <laughs> you buy all your stuff from Pac Sun now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What? What's up? What? What did you call in for? Sorry to get you there. Oh, it's cool. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to talk about some of the weird, uh, shady, evil stuff that uh, goes on at like, Tech University, considering I just graduated from one and I'm from that. If uh, that sounds interesting to you. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. What's up? Yeah, so I, I kind of made a list of like a few of the things that uh, go on at this, like, you know, highly renowned school that I just uh, got out of. Um, one thing that I think y'all would find funny is, you know how they do career fairs at colleges, obviously? Yeah. Yeah, my school had an intelligence community, like obviously a normal career fair, but they also had a, an intelligence community career fair. Oh, okay. just <laughs> so for that? Just the NSA, the CIA, yep, just for the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, just come by trying to recruit all of these, uh, I don't know, is this nerds, computer so, Yeah, mostly. It's like mo mostly known as a computer school. If you Google Pittsburgh Tech Schools, it's probably not that hard to figure out. But. Well, you 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 could be like the woman from uh, what's it called, the Bourne movies, Julia Stiles from the Bourne movies. That's probably what they're selling, right? I actually, I haven't seen one of those movies since I was like 10, so you might need to oh, walk no. that one. Oh, no. Well, she's a computer Sorry. person who works for the uh, bad the CIA, which I call the bad guys. Yeah. But I would imagine that yeah. every school, I know Ohio State did like a FBI CIA day too. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, they just wow. do career fairs for the intelligence community. I think I think pretty much all of them do it. I mean, my community college did not. I don't think that's my Yeah, I don't think that was in my uh state school I went to an undergrad, but I don't know if the state's got some connections. Yeah, I I don't know. I I uh I mean, I assume that they're probably looking for the brightest minds to uh do bad to do the bad stuff too, you know. That's yeah. how they yeah, pull it off. Totally. Looking for the biggest suckers. Oh, speaking of which, I got another good one. So they kept inviting, I don't know if you know this company, uh, Palantir to give talks on campus. Do you, do you all know Palantir? I think I, I have heard of it. Let me let me look at it. Because if I look at it, then I might know it. What do they do? I don't know it. I, the name sounds oh. familiar, though. It was started by Peter Thiel. Oh, the, uh, that's where I heard it. The... Yeah, the vampire who uh, helped Facebook and I think uh, PayPal get, get their start. So he helped Zuckerberg and uh, Elon Musk into our lives. And what they do is, I kind of took a class on this too at one point, is like network tracking kind of stuff. So they originally started in like, you know, the Middle East trying to like connect terrorist networks and see you know, who's connected to who so that the US can go uh, drone bomb them. But then they've recently started doing stuff like contracting for ice in the last couple of years since uh you know got yeah. into president and yeah so uh they the whole you know like 
contact, you know, it's like contact tracing, like coronavirus, but like before coronavirus was a thing, it's like tracing who knows who and who's employed where, uh, documented people. And, uh, yeah, we, we like went to a few of those talks and like protested and held signs in the back. It's one of the most awkward things I've ever done. Cause I'm just, we're standing with signs that says like, you know, no Palantir, no tech for us, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like, these people give like hour long talks about tech or whatever, and just making it really awkward driving in the room. Palantir does not drug test. I looked that up while you were letting us know. They so they are better than Coles. No, Marshalls. Marshalls. Yeah. Marshalls. Yes. <laughs> I just in like California, they all microdose and stuff. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah, stuff doesn't same. show you up know. though. Yeah, all that computer guys got started on like weed and cocaine. Yeah, that's true. Cocaine is cocaine is the thing, right? Yeah, so they get it's high pretty, and trip and they're like, Whoa, dude, what if we track families? That'd be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I, I just had a breakthrough. Tripping and getting into <laughs> computer programming. Yeah. It just seems like you go I go like so the opposite direction of that when I do acid. Like where the world's not a fucking computer, man. It's an organic piece of organism. <laughs> it's biological you know? in nature. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> This is all fractals. This is all mathematics around us. They, that's computer programming, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. And uh, is there anything you need to shout? Want to shout out? Uh, no, not really. I have a Twitter. I guess. Uh, you you don't have to. You, that you can though. Yeah. F what's the Twitter? Uh, it's like dead data or dead underscore data, I think. I don't know. Hell Something yeah. Like that. Follow him. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. Have a good one, guys. You too. Okay, There's Brett. so many people that I just cut off that desperately wanted to say their Twitter name, and that guy was like, I think I have one. I can't remember what the fucking name is. Yeah. Okay, Brett. Uh, 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 uh. Long Aldi? John Silver. Aldi? Aldi. Aldi. Ah, man, they got high wages, and I feel like they're going to hold that against you. Like, you got to be elite, which means you can't poison your temple, which means they do drug tests. Aldi drug tests, baby. Okay. Aldi that's drug tests. That I sucks, figured. though, because there's a lot of, like, really drug people love Aldi. And it's, like, a not an American company. Yeah. Very sad. Very but, sad Yeah, story. I don't know how Ger Germans, like, don't really party like that, though. Like... We are having so much fun already. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just are into, like, modernism and shit. I don't know. We are not going to get high. <laughs> yeah. We are I... having a wonderful time with our chocolates and <laughs> our, our little uh, minced fish cakes that we eat. <laughs> we get high off of engineering. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> I get high off of engineering discoveries. Instead of smoking a marijuana cigarette, I built myself a synthesizer and made music. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, German. Sorry, German. <laughs> You're all weird to us, though. Yeah, it's like you know, whatever. It Everybody's happens. weird. Everybody's weird in their own way. It is. But why? What about Little? Let me see. Little is the Aldi competitor. L I D L. L I D L. Little drug tests. 
Uh, looks like... I heard there were so many, like, beatniks and, like, scumbags in, in Germany, though. Yes, urine test. <laughs> yes. Yuck. Yep. Bang. Somebody, it's a urine test. Somebody sucks the urine out of your pee, out of your penis, and then puts it in a cup. They should have to taste it to get it. If you want to do a drug test, you take a drink of my pee, and then you fucking tell me if there's drugs in it. Because okay. it's not fair. It seems like bullshit that you get to use a fucking thing, and I don't get to, I don't, there's no benefit to this for me. Yeah. Other than a job, which is like, that's not really a benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then the drug taste tester gets all those methamphetamines that I was going to re-drink for myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's totally unfair. All right, next one. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Kush Waffles. How goes oh, it? Oh, hey, Kush Waffles. Uh, thank. want to start off with saying thank you for letting me know about, um, all, about all these drug testing, because I was about to apply there for a job. So... Yeah, I ain't gonna apply there. Wouldn't trust. I, I'm I'm looking at Indeed.com. You can search any place. Do they drug test? And Indeed will answer that question. But they did well, say here's that. The ir- well, here's the ironic thing about the Aldi's that's near me. Uh, there's one over in like Okemos near like our like Walmart that's out there. The one that I'm not gonna go with it, but basically there's one out in Okemos near me and i'm thinking hey wait a minute if you're hiring from like the people around here assuming you are they're not going to be able to hire anybody because i know these motherfuckers because like all the like townhouses around here at least a dozen of them have like known weed dealers in them so um yeah i don't think this is going to work out unless you get on having people commute all the way from planting but that's me. They love to get you, you know? It's just one of the, I mean... They also want to see how dedicated you are to smuggle fake pee in sometimes. That's true. Like, I mean, because... No, 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 no. I couldn't... I don't have the... I don't have the patience for uh, smuggling fake pee. Also, every I, drug test me. Fake pee is mm-hmm. the way to go. That is... I mean, I've done it. Brett's probably... Have you done it, Brett? Never no. done it, Brett. Huh? Nope. Everybody I know has smuggled fake pee into a drug test. I don't know anybody that has I ha- have to figure out a way to do it because... The, Condom. With the shit I... With the shit I've done over the years... First of all, I, I don't have that many condoms left due to recent events, but oh. I won't go into that. Fish waffles. Um, but... I can't do a piss test. They did a piss test of what I've done lately... Knowing knowing how they would, they wouldn't just say, no, you can't have the job. I would be put in a room with a man in a suit, and I'd be like, oh, shit, am I about to go to, like, Gitmo? And the guy would sit down and be like, no, sir, I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers edition. <laughs> well, Kush, I think you have the ability to purchase a condom and pee in it and put it between your legs as you drive to the drug testing facility. And then when you get there, pull it out and uh, dump it in the thing and uh, pass a drug test. I, I just know so many people that have done it that way. It works. But it is a little weird. Obviously, you got to keep a condom full of pee between your legs as you drive. You also got to figure out yeah. if you're going to bite it and how you're going to do well, that. Well, I also ride the... Well, I don't drive. I catch, like, the Cannabis Sunday, which, thankfully, is running again, but it's running on, like, Saturday schedule, which means uh, if I go to, when I got to go to work, the two days of 
little day I gotta go to work, I'm not gonna say where I work because I'm afraid I'm gonna snitch on you with all the wild stuff I said on here. But yeah. Just say I work in East Manson. I'll leave it at that. But at the time I gotta go, the cab bus doesn't like leave. It doesn't like start running till like five in the morning, and I have to be at work till at seven in the morning. So. It's a long morning of just walking while listening to God knows what. Most most mornings because you know it, it's upbeat and also he passed away recently. I like put on my headphones and listen to Long Tongue Tall Sally by Little Richard. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Hey, that's a Little Richard. Rest in peace, Little Richard. You taught me it's okay to be weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to actually go two two quick uh, stories if I can. Uh, first one, I want to say a quick PSA to all the uh, Gen Xers, particularly the black liberal Gen Xers of Michigan. <clears throat> Please, for the love of God, stop trying to defend Kwame Kilpatrick. Because so I, you have to understand this. Before he became mayor, he, around like 95, 96, he was a state representative, which meant he had to work in Lansing, where I live. Now, I was too young to remember this, but my parents sure as fucking weren't. And the one thing my mom clearly remembers because of her job at the time was one of the things that made everybody amazed even one was among the many people that refused to endorse this man, one of the main people who said, fuck no, was the UAW chapter that ran, that ran a, that, 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 like, the now long since destroyed Fisher body plant in Lansing. Okay. And that's, that's pretty bad, because you have to understand, I don't, I don't know how many plants in Ohio, but, you know, you have, like, a big plant like that, with that many workers telling you, telling the Democratic uh, candidate to, for state representative to go fuck himself. That's kind of a red flag, uh, but I digress. Yeah. Also, when was that? I, 90s, you also, said? Yeah, he would have been there about like ninety six, ninety seven. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible with dates, but I want to say this also as second point to this. Allegedly, I cannot prove this. No, but this makes everyone me nervous. brings up the fact that he. <laughs> I. <laughs> everyone Go ahead, brings up the fact that he got he got busted for basically, you know, he got all of his shit exposed because he was basically cheated on his wife and because he doesn't know how to cover track like this, tracks like an idiot, pretty much everything else got chatted. Now I can't prove this, but there are women in my town who claim to have kids by them. I can't prove it, but there are a few very beige looking guys who have his who have his body walking around here. So take that as you will. Okay. Well Good well, to know. Two, love to get that street level news two, of Lansing, Michigan. I want to leave with two good, happy, two happy notes. Uh, number one, to flash everybody to a time back when you could all go to a restaurant and have fun and all this shit. I want to remind everybody of one of the great uh, restaurant chains or tiles restaurants that exist within my great state of Michigan. Uh, I'm of course talking about Coney Island restaurants. I'm sure they exist elsewhere in the Midwest, but in Michigan, they are particularly breed of beautiful. And also ratchet because I now am reminded of a fight I witnessed that was 
Now, to give you an idea where this was, this would have been about 2014, 2015. It would have been 2 a.m. at a Cody Island in Detroit. All the people in Detroit were like, that narrowed down, motherfucker. Anyway, to get <laughs> the story, I have, I, I'm going over the notes of what was said because to go down the story over as everything happened would take too long. I'll just read off the notes because I keep in mind I was very high when this happened and we had just got back from like God knows what the bar in Detroit. So let's go over the notes. Uh, point number one, I, when the, I know the fight is about to start. Number one, why is Sister Christian playing? Number two, you know, I don't mean to sound like a black conservative, but maybe you should pull up her pants before a fight. Point number three, he swings too wide. Number four, oh shit, oh shit, he pulled off a guillotine joke. Number five, how the fuck did he get him in an armbar? Number six, wait, is that guy coming at them with a chair? Number seven, wait, he's number seven, oh god. Number eight, damn, number nine. Nope. Let's just pay our tabs because I know the cops are gonna gonna show up. Number ten. Fuck! I knew they were gonna start shooting. <laughs> I thought there was two sevens in there, but uh, okay. And I also so I want to leave with like a nice joke for everybody. Hugh Hefner on his deathbed decided to make one last ditch to survive by praying to Satan to at the very least reincarnate him into a life. Where he would come back as awful and, you know, creepy as he was before. And Satan being Satan says, I bet all, that'll be one soul. He hands it over, closes his eyes, he opens his up. He's still a clearly old white man, but he's not seen there. He doesn't know where he is, he doesn't know who he is. And the first point he realizes he has been screwed over and realizes who he is is a young woman, beautiful woman, walks in the room, and he thinks, this might not be too bad. And she looks at him and says, Senator Biden, you're missing your interview today. Hurry up. <laughs> Have a good night, folks. Oh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kush Waffles. Guys, gals, non-binary pals. Kush Waffles. I want to say, everybody, um, I say everybody, if you listen to the podcast uh, American Hysteria, I actually contributed to the episode on men's rights that's coming out soon, so uh, give that a listen. Okay, right. so, dad's rights too. But don't forget about dad's rights. I I believe in that. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Kush. Yep. Brett, got one for you. I got one for you. AutoZone. Now that is that's an interesting one. I believe AutoZone. Get in the zone. <sighs> Is their thing, and they sponsor a lot of radio shows. Um, car guys suck. Like they're True. always conservative as fuck, uh -huh. and they probably take about twenty five illegal pills a day, and then say weed is um, a drug, a gateway drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the AutoZone does. No, they don't. AutoZone does not. But I'll just throw one out there: Burlington Goat Factory does. Why so the discount prices? <laughs> Are those the ones that are getting ripped off the most? <laughs> I don't. I I can't figure it out. I cannot figure out a rhyme or reason behind who does. But drug Marshalls does. is. What about TJ Maxx? TJ Maxx. Let me see if I does TJ Maxx drug test. And then Ross as well. Ross dress for less. I'm thinking that they assume that dirty, degenerate drug users 
will have their friends come in and steal all the stuff or they'll, you know, figure out some sort of scam. TJ Maxx does not. TJ Maxx does not. No drug tests. Their shit is so bad that they don't have to protect it. I mean, they don't got... I mean, people love those TJ Maxx is great, though. dude. I'm a Maxinista myself. People do. I mean, like I said, people are, like, risking COVID to go... Yeah. Ross Dress for Less does not drug test it. But people are... People's like, places. People are like, I'm going to fucking risk getting coronavirus to go to Marshall's because if I don't go to Marshall's every week, then I'm going to miss something. I need I'm a, miss a pair of Reebok sweatpants. Okay. Yeah. I need news. I need a uh, new uh, t- towels for the pool. <laughs> a good deal on towels for the pool. I'm going to miss a tacos and vanilla candle that, that they're definitely going to have there. You know? Yeah. The candles, man. People love them. My wife is like, I want to go to Marshall's and get candles. And I was like, you're not. No. 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 You don't have to go to Marshall's. Standing in a line, socially distanced, down like the entire length and around the building, six feet apart, groups of people waiting to go into Marshall's. That was You saw that with your own eyes? I fucking saw it. I, I mean, when we're Over not on the air, I'll Owen tell Tenney? you... No, it was in the excerpts. Oh. And uh, we know the person who was the one going to Marshall's, but I didn't tell you that (laughs) during break, which we'll get after the next call. But yeah, they were waiting in line like, oh my God, I can't fucking believe it. Marshall's is back open. And they were like really excited. And it was just like, it's Marshall's, dude. Yeah, but I want to go. I want like to go to the dad gift section and get one of those like, uh, Garage games that he loves so much. Oh my god, he doesn't love any <laughs> he of the games. He loves them. He loves them. None of the games are good. None <laughs> of them. I want to go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. 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 Suction cup darts. You know. Like throw at different uh, car models that I used to like when I was a kid. Yeah. The toys. There, Suction cup darts. Never. No. That's also not even be made illegal. They should have never made those. <laughs> Kids get to play with sharp darts and learn a lesson. I agree with that. We were always sharp dart family. We ba- now my parents for some reason have fucking safety darts. We had sharp darts growing up, and then now everybody moves out. They're fucking safety darts, and you know why I think millennials because they fucking they only sell the safety darts. That's probably what it is. I guess. Yeah, I'm kidding. I don't. Know. I know. I'm fucking just like I don't know why my parents would have safety darts. They're garbage. Yeah, it's no point in playing. You gotta get the sharp boys. The, 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 the reason you don't get the safety ones is because professional dartists use a certain type of dart. And when you do something, you want to do it the best that you possibly can. You know? You want to go cheap on the darts. Also, you can take one of those in the back and you'll be fine. <laughs> Jason used to <laughs> fucking take darts right here. Right here in his, uh, there's like a piece of skin right here. Like oh, where your piercing? collarbone. He would just be like, boink, and take a little dart there. Just whatever. He was like, here, go ahead, touch it. You can scratch my bone with it. It's like, uh, fuck you, dude. 
Dude, we watched that uh, Adam's Family animated movie last night. Yeah. And me and Erica were dying laughing because Wednesday takes a bow and arrow and just starts shooting arrows into Uncle Fester's like hump on his back. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing in the world. He's getting ready in the morning and she's just like, boop, and he just gets shot with an arrow. And then he gets shot through the fucking brain. And then he goes out and he's like, hey, Wednesday, nice shot. <laughs> it's the fucking best. It's so good. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at darts now, though. Yeah, they have real darts. Yeah, I'm going to get some good darts. That was I think back I'm going to get some good man, darts. With some mustaches and like uh, short jean shorts and so mesh, mesh shirts. Yeah, I found Black Widow knurled bar barrel steel tip darts. See, uh, it's one hundred and fifty-one dollars and fifty cents for three of them. <laughs> that's why. That's why they went to safety darts. But that's that's like I mean that's like the that's those people that buy the professional level stuff when they're just starting. Me. I'm sure I always want to be the best. cheap shit. I always want the best shit. That's you're stupid. I'm a best stuff guy. It's like I was thinking about going fishing, right? I was like, I'll just take up fishing this summer. You know, no, what? don't fall in those traps. Those are the most expensive fucking hobby. <laughs> Bicycling, golfing, fishing, any of that stuff. You always have to buy one more thing. Fishing That's why just... Cabela's is a giant fucking place. True, but fishing seems socially distant. Yeah, everybody else thinks that way. I've seen all kinds of reports of the fishing places getting overwhelmed. And you gotta get a license, too. That's Baits out. The whole license. They're running out of bait, too. Aw, oh, fuck me, man. I was thinking about becoming a fisherman. I was thinking about getting a license and a top-of-the-line pole. Graphite, probably, with like the all the bells and whistles on it. Really nice tackle box I was gonna buy when I got paid. To do one time where you look at your phone, don't catch anything, and then... Do well with that. My plan is to go to a place where I don't have phone service sometime this summer. Probably July, actually. First week of July sometime. I plan to go to a place without phone service and fish and catch a fish and then just cut the hook off because I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with the fish. I don't Will even know what it? you do once you get the fish. Well, I don't even know what to do with them. What would I do with it? Eat I don't know it. what the next step is. You got to, like, butcher it? fish, dude. I don't, I don't eat fish. Okay. It's a funky ass so you just want to hurt me. fish. I don't want to hurt fish. I don't even want to catch one. To tell you the truth, I don't even want to catch a fish. I just want to sit with the pole in the water. I probably you wouldn't like bait you... the hook, you know? Just throw the pole out there. And I'm guessing you'd feel uncomfortable just sitting by a lake without a pole? I feel like you got to do something. I want to do something, dude. The fishing is not doing anything. True. It's just a way to get away that's from right. your wife. Well, I was going to take my wife with me. Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah. $159 for the whole dartboard and the darts. Though. Okay. Yeah, that's closer to... That's still oh. outrageous. I want $200 darts. I think that's... I need $200 darts. Somebody, uh, you know, call in and encourage me to buy $200 darts. It's going to be your Father's Day present? <laughs> I actually think I know what my Father's Day present is, but I, I I knew it, but I don't remember now. What about $42.50? I think I could do that. For what? Darts. Three darts. Um, they come I'm, with a I'm case. more like $2 at a garage nope, sale. Nope, 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 You're never going to get good at darts with that. Never. I'm never going to get good at darts anyway. You don't fucking know that, dude. And, and also, the equipment doesn't matter until you're at a professional level. Nope, that's not true. You're like a fucking weight weenie on a bicycle that buys $1,000 parts to save three grams hmm. instead of just losing 10 pounds. Laser darts, Kush, jungle limited edition steel tip darts. They have marijuana leaves on them. And they're on darting.com, and it's $145.60 for three of them. Fuck. 
I mean, is that one person made that, right? That better not be made in a factory. That better be one person individually made that fucking dart. It better be Robin Hood's ancestor. <laughs> it's funny, too, that, like, I'm like, I'm going to take up darts, and I look at darts that are $150 for three, and I didn't buy a good microphone until two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> You bought used frisbee golf discs. That's a good, frisbee golf's a good at socially distance. Too too many people doing it. I heard too many people doing it's it. Not, it. It's fine, dude. It's okay. Fine. I heard a lot of people are doing it. So what? Packed. But you're not. You're only with your own group. You're not like doing it together. That's true. That's true. I should froth, but you know. Yeah, I should do it. What about these? These darts are called Widowmaker. That's yeah. cool, dude. That's because you make someone bet their marriage on it. My wife would be fucking impressed with me if I got really good at dart. So that's just something, you know. All right, next one. People don't fucking understand how impressive I can be, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, you haven't shown me yet. Thanks for calling Street Fight. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Uh, hey guys, this is Brian from Denver. How's it going? What's up? Hey, should I buy two hundred dollar darts, Brian? Uh, I mean. Aren't, you don't drink, do you? I don't think no. you're allowed to do darts if you're sober. Uh, that's true. That's true. Damn, you have to buy a beer before you buy your darts. That's a good point. <laughs> good point. I'm not buying the $200 darts. I just feel like you don't go into a hobby without going for the best shit. You know? What's that, up, Brian? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a bad decision. That's the textbook bad decision. I don't know. I mean, honestly, when it comes to these hobbies, like right now is a great time to scoop up old hobbies because people are desperate for money and they bought they did the same thing they went and bought an 1800 dollars bicycle <laughs> rode it one time and now can barely get 400 for it you know okay yeah that's true. same with darts people go and buy 200 darts and sits and they think they're going to be a dart champion and then they just sell it on facebook marketplace for 30 bucks I'm going on craigslist right now what's up brian how are you doing tonight how's it going in denver Oh, I'm I'm fine. It, I had all kinds of plans for today, but then it rained, so I'm just cleaning my house. I'm I'm being a good boy, like uh, Doctor Peterson told me to. You know what? Brian um, Quinby tells you to keep your house clean too. I believe. I mean, if you don't want to, okay. but like I have been in a lot of doo doo houses, and here's the thing: you just don't want a doo doo house. I'm letting you know. I, I just it's yeah yeah. It I'm getting all the doo doo out. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, for real though. If you, funny that if you keep your house dirty, <laughs> I'm for real. If you keep your house dirty, it smells like doo doo, and I'm not like lying. Like I've been in a million houses, yeah. and all the dirty ones yeah, smell I just, like doo doo. Uh, I just cleaned out a bunch of like, old aluminum cans that were getting a little sticky. So. Oh, that's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I was calling in because uh, I, I really like the um, the whole boys uh, series you guys have been doing. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I grew up in the whole evangelical Christianity thing and you know, it's kind of hitting close to home for me. I, uh, uh, I used to listen to Mark Driscoll's podcast back when I was in college and well, he's something. I think he was like real smart and had a lot of ideas and stuff, but you don't think you didn't even, yeah. you didn't sit and like consider like this guy is making the biblical case for blowjobs. Maybe he's a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I don't remember him talking about blowjobs, but I do remember the thing he was talking about whacking off the tractors, and I thought that was hilarious. That but, is uh, a weird thing, because you are allowed to whack <laughs> off. You're allowed to do it, no, but I'm you're just, not allowed to fantasize about anybody. Not, right, not, you can't you're not allowed to No coveting. Yeah, no lust at all. <laughs> So, like, what I, did you go to any men's retreats? Because I, I desperately want to talk to more people yeah. that went to men's retreats. I did, yeah, and there was definitely some of the stuff of what you're talking about. Um, really, I, well, let me let me clarify this for Brett and the people that don't have the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> at the men's retreats, they'll sometimes sit and just talk about different ways that you can jack off and not be. Like or have sex right, and get not get it. in trouble. How to get around? And it's like, it's like you you fucking you jizz and then you step to the side and you avoid a lightning strike. <laughs> I mean, I just here's the thing: people that aren't Christian, yeah, like never consider That's, like no. any of the jacking off. I mean, I okay. So when you first are like 15, 13, 10, 11, and you jack off, you do feel bad about it because I did. You do. Back in the day, you feel bad about it. Uh, back when I was younger, it was like people, I did feel bad about it. I don't know why I felt there was guilt wrapped around it. And like, uh, but once I figured out that, okay, so <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell the story. When I was 12 years old, there was this dude, and his name was Jared. He was a sweet guy at the time. And uh, this girl was trying to like sort of blackmail him emotionally. And she was like, I'm going to fucking tell everybody that you jack off. And he was like, I do. I jack off. And I was like, this guy is the freest man that's ever lived. And then that was the day when I realized like, oh, everybody's doing this. But like it, it didn't become a huge thing in my life. That's why I think the, the Christianity thing, that Mark Driscoll stuff was so weird to me because they probably actually do spend more time thinking about sex and stuff than I do. And I am supposed to be the decadent crazy one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so a couple things on that, like I, I had a friend who would keep a rubber band around his, his wrist and every time he had a bad thought, he would snap it. Yeah. That's a and classic. That was his little punishment. To, yeah. That is wild. Um, like, what is a bad I, thought that you might have in an average day? Can I ask that? Like, what would be something that you should punish yourself for thinking? You know, I'm not. I'm not certain. I think um, if I remember correctly, that same guy came out gay later, so maybe that's what it's about. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it that just is interesting. Um, I don't even know how you catch yourself having bad thoughts, I guess, in a way, because they're just thoughts. They're just things that pop in your head. I don't, yeah. I don't consider anything that doesn't escape my head through my mouth to be a bad thing. I think you can, like, think about anything. I don't think it's dangerous to think about any ideas, period. Yeah, it's like Christianity's <laughs> poison. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. And, uh... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was going to say, I uh, I grew up in Colorado Springs where uh, there's that New Life Church, the big mega church where, um, uh, what was the pastor's name? I'm blanking on his, his name. He got caught um, doing meth with a male prostitute. That was his big downfall. Oh, fuck. Haggard? Um, Ted Haggard? Yes, yes, that guy. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't go to that church. I went to what I would think is a little bit more normal church. Uh, but my friend went there and, and they invited me there for a couple events. Uh, it was pretty weird. Like, um, this one time we went to, uh, a passion play around Easter, which is like the whole 
Easter story of uh, Jesus' death and resurrection and everything. And his ass I'm like, all right, that'll be kind of fun. You know, like, Christ sort of deal, whatever. That does, uh, but they didn't tell me it was a it was a musical. It was musical theater about Jesus. What is it and violent though? Kind of strange. Uh, it was, it was I don't know. Maybe a little bit like it was a lot of special effects. They had um the guy play playing Satan while flying around on on wires like the Matrix or something. <laughs> so it was pretty goofy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I thought the passion play was very bloody, like, so they don't go all in there. Uh, no, I mean, not that I remember. Maybe that's like more of a Catholic thing. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Um, so what was the men's retreat like? Uh, you know, some of it was what you're talking about, trying not to jack up. A lot of it was, you know, married guys or guys that were in a relationship trying to, you know, uh, have like a godly relationship and that sort of thing. Um, with your buddies, uh, like, is it just like, Hey, did you guys like, can I, uh, okay, here's a question about the men's retreat. Did y'all ever like toss the football around or maybe, you know, climb a mountain or something? Or was it just like sitting in a circle? Yeah, and, yeah, definitely. Okay, good. <laughs> The last one I went to was uh, the def- last one I went to was up in the mountains. So in winter time, so we went like sledding and hiking and you know I mean, camping and stuff like that. Do they just get you out there because you love? Like, was was there a lot of pressure to go do this, or was it more like you're like, oh, well, you know, this is my social network. This is this is my sort of corner of the earth. I I I want to be fully engulfed in it. You know. It, it was more like the second one. It was more like, hey, guys, it's the men's retreat coming up. It's going to be awesome. We're going to sit around the campfire and uh, make some more and talk about I, Jesus and stuff. I got to tell you, I can't think of a worse thing in the world than a men's retreat. Like, did just go spend <laughs> the whole weekend with a bunch of men would be... You think you want to do men retreat? Oh, yeah, I do. I want to do dudes night out. And I'm not saying I don't want to do dudes night. I've always wanted to do dudes night. I've always wanted to have dudes that do dudes night. I just don't have that. Yeah. Right? But men's retreat, I would never. I don't want to go spend a whole weekend with a bunch of fucking dudes. It seems (laughs) like hell to me. I just, I've never been the type of dude that needs to get away from women like that. I'm just not that guy. Never. Just a guy that doesn't need to get away from women. I like uh, I, I like Dudes Night Out because Dudes Night Out can be many fun things. But also, I I think I'm the one that asked if I could bring my wife with me on Dudes Night Out. Yeah, you <laughs> did. You fucking ruined it. <laughs> so, I, I fucked Dudes Night Out up anyway. But I'm just not like that kind of dude. I never have been. I mean, like a lot of my friends in school were, I, I hung out with women mostly in school uh, and shit like that. So it was just, it's just not something that appeals to me. But like, I don't, I don't yeah, I'm, whatever. You're a dude's guy. You're, you're a dude's guy. Hey, if you want to go hang with the boys, hang and bang and clang with the boys. Yeah. Just wait. I disagree. Really? I mean, you talk, you talk to them all guys online. It's all guys. Yeah, you only yeah. hang out with guys during the day. De- but I only live with. I only talk to women at home. I only live right. with women. I don't talk. That doesn't. To dudes. They don't count. But I don't talk to. I'm never alone with a bunch of guys ever. Okay, this is not who I am. 
I'm never alone with a bunch of guys. I never choose to only go out with the dudes. The dudes night. All right. I do like dudes. Dudes are great. Dudes rock. But uh, what got you out of it? Like, are you still going to the church and stuff? Uh, no, not that church. I'm I'm going to, uh, or I haven't been going to anywhere really, but I, um, I'm part of a church called Belong here in Denver. It's a, it's a Methodist church that's got, you know, it's a, it's a lot of libs and hippies and uh, stuff like that. There's not really any uh, anarchists or communists, but it's a pretty cool group of people. Um, that's great. And, you know, I, yeah. So like, I kind of gave up on the whole, um, like, you know, having to have an answer for everything, kind of like what Mark Driscoll was saying. Uh, I'm just kind of, you know, figuring things out for myself. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. that is interesting. Like the, the, uh, the not having an, an like, I, I, I mean, like Mark Driscoll seemed to have like a, a an answer. Like yoga is evil, which I found to be <laughs> like a very interesting that thing. That funny. I know. It's just. I think my. Go ahead. I think my parents went to a Christian uh, yoga thing once. Oh, that's wrong though. That is yoga yeah, that's is a not false, false idol right there. Well, what it you was is yeah, yeah. It, they make it sound like it's wrong because you focus inward, and you're you know when you're Christian you're supposed to focus outward toward the Lord. But like I feel like after just looking at the watching these Christian things, a lot of Christianity. I mean, I'm not trying to be insulting. Is thinking about yourself. And then talking, you <laughs> know, a lot of that. Yeah. It's a lot of like, this is about me and how good I am and how much I, you know, I, I would do really good things for people if I could, which I mean, like, I, I, I don't think I've been like too dismissive of it. I think it would be a dick move, honestly, to do holy boys and be dismissive because Tom is still somewhat religious. It would be like a dick move to say something. I mean, he's not super religious, but he's a believer. You know what I mean? And I've had other people who were believers and on the show and stuff. So like, I wouldn't take a totally dismissive look on it just because I think that would be a dick way to act. But I am like very fascinated with it. I am a guy that did not grow up around church. There was just none of it in my life at all. And, and like, it's, it's truly fascinating stuff to me. And it's exciting. We're doing Kenneth Copeland tomorrow. So I don't know the guy, but I will okay. tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think I heard the uh, the podcast behind the bastards. I think they did an episode about him. Yeah, I think um, he's the cure. He's the guy that said he could cure coronavirus. So mm. fail. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, it, he, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of someone else then. Yeah, yeah. They did uh, Jim Baker and uh, some other guy, some other big uh, uh, Jerry Falwell. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Well, but uh. Have you, have you guys heard of that uh, Robert Evans guy? He's sort of the other big uh, anarchist uh, podcaster out there. I haven't. No, I know. I only know the okay. Robert Evans from the kids' days and the pictures. No, I've heard behind. The, I've heard it behind the bastard. How but dare I, you? I don't. I don't. I haven't listened to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. If he had an opinion because he's kind of like the, um, you know, he, he's kind of out as a as an anarchist, but also. Uh, he works for iHeartRadio Media or whatever, and uh, I think he writes articles for Bellingcat or something like that, which I've heard people say is like a front for the CIA or something. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if you had a, an opinion. On Never him. trust. I don't. I mean, I, I got to be straight with you. Like when they start talking about people being in the CIA, it's better to it's better <laughs> to just maybe try to. 
I don't know. It's good not to make these kind of guesses when you don't know the person. Because, yeah. like, I have seen some For pretty real, crazy yeah. shit about people that I know personally and have relationships with that is just like, okay. Like, th- th- you're just making shit Oh, yeah. Shit well, they up. say that about the Chapo guys, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brace and people like that. Like, a lot right. of people say stuff like that about those guys. And, and like, I, I know them personally. And, and I just, I, I really, truly believe that they are not in the CIA. <laughs> yeah. From what, right. I, from what I found. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, it was really fun. Yeah. We're going to go to break. Good to talk to you guys. Yes. It's break time, baby. It's like Fred Flintstone. You pull the fucking thing. The whistle goes off. I'm going to slide down a dinosaur's fucking tail, and it's time to enjoy a break. It'll look at the camera and say, it's a living. Yeah, yeah. Just eight minutes. It's like eight fucking minutes. This eight minutes is crucial to me. Well, thank goodness we we got some doom metal, because... They're the best at taking a four-minute song and turning it into a 12-minute song. Aw, oh, be nice to do metal. Uh, why? I don't know. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I mean, this band, Dreadnought, is, is good, but the songs are too long. I mean, if it's your thing, it's fine, but oh, I, love I have to maintain I mean, my opinion on music regardless of whatever we, gets played. But can, the songs we are say, too long. can we say that like there are pretty good long songs? I love a long okay, song. Good. I listened to a nine-minute long Merciful Fate song, yeah. but they were playing at regular speed. Yeah. So if that was a doom metal song, that would have been a 27-minute long okay. song, okay. is what I'm yeah, saying. Because like, the Mars Volta still fucking rocks the house. Sure. But they, there's so many change-ups with the Mars Volta. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's all of a sudden it's a different song right all right let's do this all right this is dreadnought you can find them at dreadnoughtdenver.bandcamp.com i'm gonna go buy the album now because i talk shit about it um you, did not. you can find them this i don't know whatever song jason plays we'll find out when we get back it's street fight
All right, everybody, welcome back to Street Fighter Radio Call. And if you want to hear more of that, that is Dreadnought, D R E A D N O U G H T. You can find them at dreadnoughtdenver.bandcamp.com. Good doom shit. Uh, we all have extra time these days, so, you know, you got to fill it up. And uh, Dreadnought has an album called uh, Emergence that is fucking dope. So go give them a support. Let them know Street Fight sent you. Uh, you can always find more of what we do at patreon.com. That's Street Fight Radio if you want to support the show. And, of course, we have T-shirts that are not infected with COVID, as far as I know, available at store.streetfightradio.com, along with a digital download of the Shocktober episode. So if you can't do the Patreon and you still want to hear Shocktober, that's available as a digital download in the store, store.streetfightradio.com. All right. You ready for this next call, Brian? Yes. Yeah, well, I got to put my headphones in, but I'm relatively ready. Do you think you can do that in time? Yep. Okay. He's in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, y'all. It's Steve in Shanghai. What's hey, up, Steve? How's it buddy. going over there How's in Shanghai? Things are going good. We've been going out to dinner and shit. Things are basically back to normal oh okay well that's that's good news i mean they they got it under control i i don't know if it's going to be a great analog to us since we've decided things are going to go back to normal now no matter what the the virus says <laughs> yeah yeah all the news that i get is kind of like second and because it's going to be translated and it comes from like on reddit the I don't know. They just shit a lot. But I heard there was like one case popped back up in Wuhan and they decided that they were going to test all 11 people there. Okay. Holy so shit. The, the whole city is going to get tested by the government for free. You know, they ain't going to make them pay for it. That is like actually what we should have done from the beginning it seems like they got it right over there and that yeah, yeah there was already you know? an answer to how to handle this properly and you know uh you you could like it was right there when nobody in charge talked about it no one ever mentioned how other places were successfully handling this we yeah. were just all on our own i mean yeah it's all the, the don't try me guy yeah absolutely that's that's kind of the thing is like I don't know what it is about us over here, but we just can't get together and do a thing. Like, it's impossible now for everybody to just get together and do a thing. I guess it's because, like, the state can't really, uh, the state can't really make you do anything. Like, they could yeah, if they wanted to, but they can't because they just, in their minds, it's like, no, we're, we we can't make people do things. Or they don't want to, really. They could make us do anything yeah. they want us to do, really. We have so much... Has got like, yeah, it's got, like, absolute power here. People question it, so when they want to test 11 million people, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, are you getting out there? You having fun? You hanging out with people? Yeah, it's nice. We went to like, fancy-ass restaurants and went and got a bunch of good Chinese food last night. That's just food over there. Friends again. It's just all all normal. You do, you know, people just wear masks everywhere, and that's that's it. What, yeah. what about uh, taking temperatures? Any of that going on? Uh, still in some places, but it's pretty rare now, too. Like in all the, the subways and shit, 
they've got a camera that just reads your temperature when you walk by. Holy shit. And it'll, it'll buzz something if you're too hot or something. Damn, they don't have that here. <laughs> but it's also going to be summer here, so everybody's really hot. Yeah. It, it was 90 degrees yesterday. That's a lot of false negatives. 90 degrees today, too, yeah. my man. 90 degrees, 90 degrees here today, which is uncharacteristic for this time yeah. of year. It sounds like talking about this yesterday. You know how, like, when it gets hot, like, right the first heat of the year... Like, you'll see people out in, like, jeans and a sweatshirt. And, like, my wife was like, why are they like that? And I'm like, they don't trust it. It's fine. Oh, you can never yeah. trust it. At the beginning yeah. of the season, it's like, nah, man, a cold wind's going to blow in. It's going to be 40 degrees. I just fucking know it. You yeah, know? Man. <laughs> I still see people out here with, like, heavy winter coats and stuff. It's like, dude, you are going to die. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... I sort of do the same thing. Like a lot of times the first few warm days of the year, I wear a long sleeve shirt under my t-shirt thinking like, it's better to be prepared. It's not actually better to be prepared. It's yeah. worse to be prepared. It was raining like crazy here last week. And I got to see some really cool flooding, like in, in ways that I haven't seen it flood before. It was very nice. They actually didn't have any signs at the park by my house. It looked like they didn't have signs for like high water. So they just put up signs for a pond and it said like no fishing, no boating. And it was like, this is a big puddle. Yeah. This is not a pond. A pond that. Yeah, it said there's no fishing or boating or anything in this pond. And it's like, I mean, it's weird here. They haven't opened the parks back up yet. They've opened, like, everything else back oh. up, but not the parks. Yeah, that's the, the big here is the parks are open late again. So people can go hang out together and, and like, dance in the park and do all the things they used to do. That's that's great. It's good to hear that things are going better over there. It feels like we're on the other side. Of, it feels like there is another side, you know? Yeah, definitely. Nah, but I have been arguing with a dude on Facebook. He's driving up the wall. He's one of those libertarian guys. He's like, you know, my rights. You know, it's my right not to wear a mask and to, to do whatever I want. And he's driving me up the wall, man. What, what is that? Uh, how did you, is it a Facebook? And so you're in a Facebook argument? Yeah, he's somebody I went to school with and he hung out with all the punks and like stoners and metalheads and shit. And he's turned into just disgusting libertarian. Well, let me, since then. I, I gotta say this for you because like, I think we do get surprised at that oftentimes, but there is uh, like a weird thing that happens where like, 50 to 70% of the bad kids turn into conservatives. It's, I mean, I'm, I am like a fucking rare breed from where I come from. Like all of my friends are conservative, not, not well, all my friends now are leftists, obviously. And, and like, uh, but like all the guys I grew up with are conservatives now. And we were all bad. We were all so bad. It's very odd to try to explain to somebody that like some of the shit we got up to, like when Black Lives Matter, uh, when Ferguson happened, and I was explaining to a guy that like, you know, some of the shit we got up to could have got, should have gotten us killed by the police. You know what I mean? Like, like if we were black, something would have happened and you you can't deny that and they were like oh i learned my lesson it's like but if you get killed you don't get a chance to learn your lesson 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> is is the per so like it is interesting too that like you're talking to somebody from China and they're like refusing to listen to you. He's from from the states back when uh, when I lived there. Right, I mean that you're in China and you've oh, been yeah. through the whole thing. Oh yeah, and, he, and all that. He is totally ignoring that. I've tried to explain to him, like you know, this is why things are not terrible here. You know, everybody has shipped in and done their part. And then some asshole in his feed was like, "Well, if they asked you to sacrifice your firstborn for the greater good, would you do that?" I'm like, "Fuck you, man! I'm not having kids." Yeah, you yeah. Shut up. Yeah. It's interesting. I I think that like. It's, Go ahead. It's very selfish. And it's pissed me off lately. Yeah. A bunch of people laid into him today on my Facebook, though. It felt good. Yeah, that always feels good. That's why I don't go on there, though, because like, I feel like if somebody starts fighting with me, they're going to get piled on, and I'm just like, ah, they didn't know what they were getting into yeah. here with me. Like, not a lot of people I grew up with know what I do for a living or anything, so it's kind of like, ah, you don't want to fight them. But I do think, like, I do think... I find it, like, uh, interesting that, like, you're coming from sort of a place of authority. You know, I'm not saying that, like, your opinion is the exact right thing. But I think that, for me, it's like if somebody that was in China started talking to me about the virus, I would find their input to be informative. You know, I would treat them like, yeah, oh, maybe they know something because, you know, they've been dealing with it for longer than us. But it's that conservative mindset that it's not a conservative mindset. It is. It's not a conservative mindset. I think it is like an American mindset that's like uh, uh, that, like facts are just opinions I don't like sort of thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if it, 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 you hear, like, hey, you know, China, they got this thing under control by doing this, and they're like, well, I don't like to hear that. That's not the idea that I like to hear for it, so I think I'm just going to uh, have another opinion, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, and he, he quoted the conservative review at me. I'm like, I'm not going to read that shit. Fuck that. Hey, a guy really got me on that one time. I got to tell you, uh, when I was working at the cable company, I've told this story a few times. This guy told me that Iraq had WMDs, and I was like, no, they didn't. He's like, yeah, they did. And then the next day, he came into work with a bunch of uh, articles printed from Newsmax.com. <laughs> and he handed them to me. He was like, go over this uh, research that I've done, and then come back to me and tell me. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I did go over yeah, it. I like I, how they call it research. Well, I ended up telling him he was right. And like just leaving it alone because I didn't know how to refute the arguments. Mm -hmm. You know, now I would go all in on it. But at the time, I just didn't have time. And I thought that if somebody published you on a website, that meant that you were an authority. You looked you it know, up. You were talking. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for calling in, buddy. I, I'm. It's good to hear things are going better for you. And don't and don't let the the internet stuff drive you too nuts. Yeah, let the. I mean, you know. If you like fighting, fight. But if That's you don't like fighting... Yeah, I'd say I, I, I used to like fighting, and then all of a sudden I didn't have the stomach for it anymore. Like you said, I got too frustrated and just yeah. too, like, really just got down about, like, what am I, how am I supposed to live with these people right next to me? <laughs> like, these people are it's the like ones... like banging your on a wall. 
Yeah. So just yeah, make sure you make sure you you uh, keep a tab on what your anger levels when it comes to interacting with those people, and if it's not worth it, just get out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's yeah, a good the last guy like that. All my friends chased him off, so sure the, the only one left. I mean, th- and that's... I'm real sad that he turned out the way he did. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, like I said, the other thing about it is, you know, if you do have a rabid group of friends on Facebook that will argue for you, I mean, that's good to know as well. Like, that's comforting that you don't have to just, you're not all alone. It's not like a one-on-one battle yeah. against this person. There's um, other people. They're all, fucking, they're all internet trolls and shit, too, from a long time ago. So they, they know how to mess with people. And I've got, like, Alexander Edward and you guys and everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander's <laughs> good, yeah. I mean, it is funny yeah. when you're, it is funny when, like, street fight people or, like, you know, Minion Death Cult or, or any of our, you know, shows that are around us people get on some normal person that's not, like, a part of this, like, little tiny subculture. Yeah. It's always very funny to me because it's, like, they're, like, these people, they don't know how to argue. They're just, and it's, like, they're fucking ripping you apart. I'm watching yeah. them <laughs> rip you apart and laughing. You know, uh, yeah, that's always great. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, we we're we're gonna we got to try to get through this queue tonight because we hung yeah, up on yeah, ten glad. people last week. Oh shit! Yeah, glad for you good news though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, appreciate. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, for sure. Please do. It's good to hear from China. It makes me feel good. It makes me wish we were doing the same shit. You know? Yeah. It just makes you If we wish. had taken the same precautions. Oh, man. If America just ever took a single Wear your mask seriously. when you're out and avoid people. Yeah. Yeah, I am doing that. I'm being good about my mask. Indoors, not outdoors. Awesome. I'm being bad about it. If I'm outdoors and I'm not around anybody, no mask. Got it. But I think that's okay. Yeah, well, that was the, the first thing that they loosened was like, if you're outdoors in a public space and it's open air... That's when they were like, okay, you don't have to wear a mask there. And now it's lighting up everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I just feel like if you're staying away, it's kind of... Yeah, so when you're taking your walks and shit like that, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, It's always good to hear from you. Yeah, later on, guys. Later. China, man. China is doing it. Apparently. Living it up. When I'm going down. Yep. Remember that song? Loved it. It's about beaches. Uh-huh. When they say going down, it's about oral sex. Disgusting. I don't like it. I don't like that he's singing about that stuff. But, you know, he's Steven Tyler. He's a sexy guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were telling me, before we get to the next call, you were telling me that somebody told you it's hilarious that I think dancing songs are sexy. Yes. Hmm. It's not. They're I saw sexy. a post that said it's... It's absolutely hilarious that Brian thinks those are sexy songs. <laughs> I'm I'm getting into this weird thing with rock music where I'm like trying to figure out what rock music is appropriate for certain things that mm-hmm. aren't just lonely listening, right? So like a sexy rock song would be a dancing song, right? Like that drips with sex appeal, you know? A party rock song would be like Thunder Kiss 65. You, there's not a lot of good music that rocks ass 
like metal music that fucking rules that you can listen to at a party. Most right. people are like tired of it. You play Thunder Kiss 65 and it feels like a party anthem. And I, I am like, I can't think of very many more. ACDC feels like party anthems. It is. But there, there's, it, rock music really is not party music. It's really alone music. In the house. You know? Yeah. Yeah. By yourself. Up all night. Headbanging yes. in front of the computer. Yes. In front of the computer. It used maybe. to be a place where you go and, yeah, hang out. It used to be a scene, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, concerts are fun. But I think that, like... I think that, like, just going to a party and putting rock music on in 2020 is so frowned upon. And it's like most of the people that do it try to do it in a way that it's like, well, this is something that nobody could hate. Yeah. And it's like the Beatles or something. And you're like, well, I don't like this. Sure. You know? Sure. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? This isn't a skeleton. I hear him. I hear him breathing. I hear this person breathing in the background. I hear two. You're up. Quarter team. Oh no! Mike and Jesse been saying quarantine on their show instead of quarantine, uh-huh. and now I say it every time Katie says quarantine. I'll be like quarantine, but just it's like a weird tick I have now, where like when I hear the words, I immediately think quarantine because I yeah. think it's funny that they say it. You know, I get it. Are yeah. you on mute, sir, ma'am, non-binary person? All right, four oh two. We heard you. We heard your we bones. Heard you. We, we heard the we bones hear rattling. You. I heard some rattling bones. We sound so pathetic right now, like trying to get... We're being nice, not pathetic. Yeah, we're know? letting them... We're needy. Gave them a chance. They waited forever. They must have fell asleep into a deep slumber, and then uh, all the flesh melted I mean, from the I bones. probably would fall asleep if yeah. I was on hold, listening to this show on hold, you know? Listening yeah. to two guys talk on hold, I'd fall asleep. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, we can call people back. Can we call them? Hey, guys. No. It's Ben. Great. Who's this? Um, it's Ben, uh, uh, Kiara's partner. Oh, oh hey, yes. Ben. Giant Space Ants, I believe. Yep. Correct. I got it. What's up, Ben? How are you doing tonight? Uh, I got a short story to tell about uh, how dramatically uh, class differences uh, can be felt between people even in the same family. Okay. I had a conversation with my brother the other day. And uh, the backstory here is my mom died when we were pretty young. Um, <clears throat> and my dad had cancer at the same time. He was basically out of the picture for 10 years, treatment and all that shit. So I took care of my brother from the time that he was 10 to till he was off college. And uh, we didn't have a ton of money. There was not a ton of help, but I managed to make things as frictionless for him as possible. And, uh, that shows now, like not, not in a good way. His politics are okay. Uh, like he's, he considers himself to be a socialist. He tried to unionize his workplace, that kind of stuff, but he still has trouble understanding the difference in life that he's experiencing making six figures a year versus me who, has an intermittent disability and makes, I don't know, 10 grand on a bad year or 30 on a good one. And uh, he just could not understand the life I was explaining to him. When, really? <laughs> when we talked about it the other day. Yeah. And he and I are like, have been very close. 
um, as you can probably imagine from the, the story. And I, I, I was very surprised how categorical I had to get with them uh, about everything. Yeah. I mean, the class, there are class differences in my family, for sure. We're all on different planes. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, it's uh, the, I am on the lower end, <laughs> but I've also get the coolest life, you know, <laughs> but like, uh, uh, you know, my sister is like somebody who, who, who does pretty decently or I don't know who has a lot of trouble, not does decently. I mean, is is kind of digging out of like a, a, a sort of depressed period. And, like, I don't think she quite understands, like, where her place is on, like, a class spectrum. Because I really, truly think it's very hard to know where you are unless you're somebody who sits and thinks about it, you know? Like, me and Brad, I know where I am because it's something that I I think about. And I know that, like, you know, I, I also, it's very hard... I mean, I have said this on Street Fight before. I don't think I met a rich person until I started doing Street Fight, right? Like a a really truly rich person until until I started doing Street Fight. It just it but maybe my uncle, my uncle was rich, but like also did not like me, Uh and also uh, uh, I didn't talk. I had no connection with, like, never spoke to him, never talked to him. He's he like. Basically, like, is not, he's a Christian conservative guy that was high up in a major corporation sort of thing. And just, I don't think that, like, there's anything about me that he agrees with. And I think he doesn't like me. So I guess maybe I did meet one rich person. But I don't know that, I don't even know that people know what rich is. In a lot of parts of the world, like I didn't realize what oh, yeah. rich truly was until I started doing this show and and started to kind of learn about it because like, fuck, dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, I told people until about ten years ago that I grew up rich, like I thought I grew up rich, and I I didn't realize that I didn't because I I thought I grew up rich because my parents drove a Chrysler Sebring. We had an above ground pool and we had a hot tub. So like, I assume that only rich people get that stuff and that I grew up a rich kid. And like, uh, when I found out what it actually is to be a rich kid, I was like, whoa, shit, <laughs> damn. Like I was yeah, never gonna go to college, you know? <laughs> right. And like the, the rich people that you run into in day-to-day life aren't even like the tip of the iceberg in terms of what rich really is. They're not like a multimillionaire can have a bad day and then not be a multimillionaire anymore. There is nothing that a multi-billionaire can do to not be a multi-billionaire anymore other than die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, I mean... just well, The difference in day-to-day experience, I think, is, is a, a big deal, even in the, the like relatively subtle distinction between somebody who works for 30k a year versus somebody who works for 100k a year and like my brother does not understand having to frame everything through a lens of well am i going to lose my apartment next month kind of that kind of thinking and uh i guess part of that's my fault because he never had to think about it 
mm-hmm. when I was taking care of him. But um, it's it's like when you're. I think I think maybe it's it's a useful thing to remember when you're talking to people who uh, have sort of like left ideas and want to be part of the, a movement that they actually do like need to have this stuff explained to them in a gentle way that because they're, it's just outside of their experience. It's not necessarily that they don't care. They may literally just not know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Totally right. That's I, Hey, I've been, I've been banging the, they do not know drum for weeks now about stuff. So I I'm with you, you know, I just, um, well, we, when we get done with this call, I'll tell you, but, uh, uh, well, I appreciate you calling. Is there anything else we can do? I, I have a hot breaking news story I have to get to. No, that's, that's pretty much it. I just thought well, it would be uh, interesting for the street bike crew to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. thanks, Ben. I, I mean, it really was. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. All right. So I, later. Brett, earlier today, I posted, uh, um, they are not going to end lockdown again. No matter what the data says, politicians never admit that they're wrong, especially when a bunch of people die as a result of their actions, which we know sure, because of, you know, Iraq war stuff and shit like that. Then I, I, I said, uh, uh, we have been in this, we have been alone in this from the beginning. And I hope we realize that. I hope we realize that the people that are going out on our enemies, it's the people that told them it was safe to go out. Sure. I got a response from uh, somebody whose name is J Tom Katu, hashtag vote Trump no matter what. Perfect. <laughs> and I hate it. It's, it's like I'm seething and I want to respond to it, but you know where that gets you. You yeah, know what I mean? They win. They, they want to, all they care about is making you mad. I know, but the way they Over said it, else. the way they said it is what's got me seething. And I'm going to say this and it's, I'm, it might make you seethe, Brett. I doubt tell it. the truth. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> Your emotion. You've got it all under control. I don't. But. says, hun, nobody told me it was safe to go to bars. I made that decision all by myself. I weighted the pros and cons and then I made a decision. I do not need someone to tell me what to do. Why are you so angry about my decision? I'm not angry that you decided to stay home now most of that is the argument i thought was going to come out but then it says hun at the beginning and now i hate this person and that's what makes me want to yell at them it's like oh fuck you who cares man. you're sweet dude you're honey i'm hun you are a hun like a our hun's bad you're talking like attila the hun i'm gonna send this They're like war person a, i'm gonna ask this person like how how much i should spend on my first set of darts that's a good idea they yeah. might know that yeah I mean, I want a pool cue, too. Oh, God. You know what I mean? That's even more money. That's what I've been saying. You can get, like, rare metals and stuff in there. Well, no, I would get... I'm going to look. I'll look up pool cues. Because I'm decent at pool. Like, not good at all, by any means, but I've played it. You know what I'm saying? So... So you need a good $1,000 stick. They're, they're not $1,000. Pool cues for sale. All right. I'll just get... Okay, so the this the top one is one fourteen eighty. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. One fifty three fifty nine. I see the Viper Desperado cue. 
<laughs> the names of these things fucking rule, man. Hey, this is I got a set of darts called the Widowmaker. The Viper Desperado. You're a Viper and a Desperado at the same time. <laughs> I do see a $10,000 pool table that's very cool. Yeah, those get to be expensive. I know, but this one looks like a uh, 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 like a factory table with one of those. That's nice. It's nice stuff. I don't know. I'm a hobbyist now. I'm just a guy that, you know, during quarantine, I'm going to get in. A, I'm going to get a hobby and I'm going to get excellent at it. And I'm going to come out of quarantine. I'm going to have all the professional equipment. And then, uh, oh, shit, $295. I got one for you, dude. What? In collaboration with Viking Cues and Tiger Products, Jazz Billiards presents the Purple Disco Viking Four Point Purple Inlay Cue for only $5.95. <laughs> I got a Diamond Willow Pool Cues. And, uh, Brett, I, maybe I need you to get up and come around here. Vi you got to get a Viking, man. Uh, you gotta, you gotta see this pool cue. This but, is a Brian Quinby pool cue they if also, you've ever seen one. I also just found a stone cold Steve Austin billiard ball set for one fifty. Do they say like hell yeah on them? I need you to see these cues because you know they're for me. <laughs> they're rustic cues for the listeners. They're like uh uh, uh like walking a walking stick. <laughs> yeah, it's like a wizard walking stick. Why would you use that? Well, you come walking into the fucking with a curly pool ass hall, and you got a fucking rustic pool cue and no case. Like, you gotta have like a case covered in moss or something. Fucking dude, you're right. You are right. You gotta look stylish when you get to the pool hall. I mean, pool you, cues. I'll, I have used a good pool stick before, and truly, the only they're just not warped. You know, yeah. when you have to use the stick at the place, it's warped. That's right. the only issue with them. I would still use the big pool cues. You know what I mean? The regular place pool cues. But uh, I feel like I need a good one. I, I can't get a pool table, though, because I don't have enough room. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, I found a $4,000 one. Viking two-feather white wolf pool cue. You got to get the Viking. That's <laughs> Viking is where it's at. Viking. Eight ball mafia. Okay, so I like good. that name. The Tree Hugger has a frog on it. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight about pool cues? Hi, my name is Sky. What's up, Sky? How's it going? It's going well. Um, about pool cues, I, I don't really know as much about pool cues. I've been thinking about the darts you've been mentioning, though. Okay. Um, you think I should get $200 darts, the right? Widowmakers? No. See, here's the thing. What you need to play darts, practice darts, become an expert dart player... Darted? I don't know what to call it, but um, you need the darts and the dartboard. The darts, you're right. You do need to be quality because there's a lot of um, like a lot of variables, right? Like you need them to fly through the air correctly and all that stuff. Uh, but the dartboard, you basically just need it to stick in where you hit it, right? Mm -hmm. so, luckily, with the darts, you know they actually leave those things just lying around a lot of bars. Mm. Yeah, those are the bad darts, though. You know what I mean? Like, those are the darts that no. you will never be a professional dart player if you buy darts that are less than $162.84. <laughs> the Target Daytona Fire GT GT0221 <laughs> Gram Steel Tip. You know? That's just like. Find some upscale bar, upscale <laughs> bar that has quality darts. And, you know, it's just like, uh, just like shopping. You just like. And you throw, you literally throw those things around. Like, one might get lost. What about this? What about this? 
This is only 126.66. The Hammerhead Devastators Dart Bottles and Darts. See, that's a that's a deal for the Hammerhead Devastators Darts. Yeah, yeah. You know, there is some guy that I don't has know. It all seems these. like a lot of money. I might try the free darts first, and then if I'm good enough and like it for a couple weeks, then think about buying. What if I buy one dart? Oh, it's like, one really good dart. Yeah, one like really That's good. That's a good dart. idea. I support that. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I have to go <laughs> grab it for my second throw. I have to go grab it back. Yeah, just remember where it went. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy one really good dart and a roll of tape. Yeah, and I'll just mark the spot with the tape, like the little garage sale markers, like the little <laughs> orange stickers. Ah, oh, perf, perfect. Yeah, and if you. If you find yourself doing it, playing it, practicing it enough times that going to fetch the dart each time really gets to be a drag, then probably you like it enough you should invest the, the money in the dart. I like this guy. I like this is Sky is who I want to hear. Like this is the kind of person <laughs> that supports my hobbies. Buy one oh, two hundred dollar dart is what I would <laughs> like to buy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, that's a good idea. Oh, man, and speaking of shoplifting, this is the golden age of what I call a cooperative shoplifting. Okay. Um, basically, um, this is not what I called it to talk about, but um, so you would be surprised how many people at retail stores, how many employees um, will, if you just ask them, will let you shoplift. You um, know, that's a good point. You're right. Yeah, because, and especially right now, because, you know, you always uh, have a little chit chat at the beginning. Let them know you're on their side, fuck the boss, you know, whatever the situation, you know, whatever injustice it looks like they're facing, you, you know, commiserate with them and, you know, you get on the same level and you're like, then you just pop the question like, hey man, I really, this was more than I thought when you rang it up. Any chance I could just, you know, hit the door? That <laughs> you would be surprised how many people will let you shoplift I, if they think you're cool and on their side. That, I mean, I, I, I... I don't know how, I am too scared to do this sort of thing, you know? But I do yeah. believe, look, most people, they might not let you walk out with a whole cart full of groceries. Right, of course. But I do think that like, whatever your drinks are on the bottom, if you were like, kind of like, let's just, you know, because the thing about the being- is a lot of times, oh. The, I, I think the thing about being a cashier, though, at a supermarket is, and I have done it, I've, I've had that job, is they really do scare the shit out of you about how much they're doing surveillance on you. Like, I, I think, like, I think we often think that they're not paying attention because we know that it's impossible to pay attention to every single person in the supermarket. Yeah. You know? But... Like, and, you know, obviously, white guy looks like a dad, might even have a kid with them. They're not going to accuse you. They just won't do it. It's the, just the way it is. But, like, yeah. but, like, uh, um, but they, like, make you think that they can, again, I've said this a million times on the show. It is what I've had more than one job say this. They can read the date off of a dime. And like they really do make it feel like you're standing in 
a small space with a camera pointed directly at you and they can see everything and they can feel your palm sweat on your hands and all that stuff. But yeah. I think oh, a you ain't got to tell me. <laughs> I think a lot of no, people would look the other way though, is what I think. Yeah. No, yeah. it's absolutely this, right. Like, listen, this is what I called to talk to you about. Uh, a couple weeks ago uh, or three weeks ago or something, you mentioned that you're going to elevate your uh, elevate the hatred level for Hobby Lobby. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, that is a worthy uh, target of your hate. That was my second job ever um, at Hobby Lobby. It was the worst. But exactly like what you're talking about, like the stop loss, like everybody was a deputized stop, stop loss officer. It was crazy. Oh, did they um, have? Um, did they have uh, uh, loss prevention though? Did did they actually have loss prevention there? Everybody basically had two roles: was whatever your role was and loss prevention. Mm. And like, like that's uh, a good place to steal they, from. Then, like they they if you got caught, like if you set off the alarm or whatever, even if you just pay for stuff and still set off the alarm, you know, usually most places. And I've been work retail since then, and the rule is like, tell them to stop if they don't. Like, whatever you do, don't touch them, right? Like, Ben will get a lawsuit or something like that. Yeah. Do not touch them. I said, Hot Bobby, and they were like, oh no, yeah, take their coat, take, take their clothes, check in their pockets, like, call the police, make them wait, hold them there, everything. Really? Well, I mean, but yeah. I think, like, when they don't have. I think that when there's not actual loss prevention, then nobody treats that like part of their job. And in my, like I worked at Kroger and they didn't have loss prevention there at the time that I worked there. Don't go by what I say. This was the late nineties when I worked there, but like they didn't have loss prevention. And I, me and I, we would talk about people we saw stealing like me and the other people and just be like, "Mm, I don't fucking care. Steal all you want. You know? Yeah. There's yeah. A, I, One I mean, time I got written up because um, I was the register closest to the, the metal or the, the detector, the alarm, and uh, because somebody set it off and I was just going to stand and play in the background and let them walk off. And they were like, hey, you were the closest. Why weren't you after the response and, and everything? Like, you, it was your responsibility. You were the closest one to the person. You've got to catch them. It was the worst. And, oh, man. Um, yeah, they will do by all means necessary to catch you. And people who are stealing, it was only ever people like stole a bunch of little beads or yeah, clearly they were going to like go make some necklaces or bracelets, some crap and try to sell it because they have no money. Um, or people would steal like popsicle sticks, which I kind of think they were, they were, and other things that maybe used as like utensils, eating utensils. I was just like, God. That's interesting. I mean, Go on. No, I I mean that's um that I don't yeah I, I can't think of anything that I would want from there that bad or like what the bounty could possibly be. Even the shit that they sell is so dirt cheap. Like Yeah, that's why only like people experiencing homelessness or people in clearly uh in poverty were the only people we ever saw stealing or caught stealing. Um and it was just like and nobody could understand. They would be like, Why why would they steal, you know, 10,000 little packages of beads. Like, clearly they're going to try to make something and then sell it for money. Yeah. Like, they're just getting their raw materials here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, man, it was the worst. It, like, 
Hobby Lobby would trick people almost. Like, so I'm like 15, 16 working in the store. Every Sunday in our local paper, they would take out a full page ad of the sales, the coupons and the sales they had that week at Hobby Lobby. And it would say on it, so many would said this, which all ceramic roosters 50% off. Because, you know, they have like little figurines. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Specifically, I don't know why this was a hot item, but ceramic roosters would be 50% off. Oh, people love and that shit. Get, yeah, we would get these little old ladies after church or, or right when the, because the ad came out on Sunday, they come to Hobby Lobby, they would bring up their items, I'd ring up their uh, figurine, and it would be full price, and then they would say, oh, no, 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 this is 50% off. And see, here's the ad. Now, I had the responsibility of explaining to this group of little old church ladies that, you know, I know, but if you look at the ad, this says 50% off ceramic roosters. So if you flip it over here on the base, you can see the manufacturing info. And this is actually a polymer blended resin. And uh, it's a, a ceramic substitute, a ceramic alternative, but it's not ceramic in any way. Ma'am, this is a hen, not a rooster. So you're going to have to pull press. Whoa. What? Oh, so. Oh, my God. The coon knows yeah. what a hen, the difference between a hen. I know. I know. Genders, right? Is all it is? Yeah, the sex. Yeah, yeah. Sex, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still not fair. Like, uh, oh, this I, is a hen. Or I, even, even a rooster that was a polymer resin right. blend instead of ceramic wouldn't be on sale. Yeah, people don't. People believe some of that stuff is really made of the materials that they're buying. They don't understand how they. No one. There isn't an explainer. And when you walk into Hobby Lobby, that says a lot of this is actually just like plastic that looks like a, a real biological material. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm like 15, having to like break these old ladies' hearts every week, explaining to them what the firing and kiln process is for ceramic versus. <laughs> A machine to process for a polymer resin. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, I, I guess. Do you get that hit is... with any purses ever? Any what? Do you get hit with any purses? purses? No, but uh, I got the manager. You know, they always want to talk to the manager, and the manager would say, like, he would just say, like, hey, this is, like I told you, I'm really sorry. We feel really bad about this. Um, if you want to come over here, we do have, like, a couple ceramic roosters. No, but, but the ad says all ceramic roosters in the entire store. Every one of them is on sale, 50% off. And they would have like two that they could put the person. And these little old ladies would be so disappointed. Um, and I just got to do that day and day and day <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get rid of Hobby Lobby. Let's just burn it down. Burn yeah, it absolutely. Down. Complete support on my end for that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, they, they, and they have made that law about giving, not wanting to give birth control yep. uh, to their employees. I mean, whether it was a law or not, those people were not going to do it. They yeah. would have just taken the fine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I fucking hate that place. Well, thanks for calling in. That I mean, yeah, uh, very informative. And also, thanks for encouraging me to buy one dart. One dart to start with. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great uh, night. Have a good evening. Starter dart. All Just right. Just one dart.
just a you, you throw the dart you go back get the dart you throw the dart again i think the most expensive darts are 179 dollars. you found the most i, I the can't top of the find line. any more expensive darts than 179 dollars. i'm gonna google best darts i wonder if there's any like of those any of those suburban bars in dublin where like just some dumb shit like luxury car salesman has like his darts that he carries in his front jacket pocket. Yeah, it doesn't look like it gets over 200 bucks. Okay. Brad, I got a question for you, though. Okay. Another running thing on this show. Uh, does... All right, here we go. Ikea drug test. Mm-hmm. Foreign company? Yeah, foreign company. Um, they came over here because they love that we don't have unions. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Ikea. They probably, I'm going to say they're more relaxed about it. I'm going to say they don't drug test. Ikea drug tests. Jesus, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> you would be That's horrible at applying for jobs right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I need to go with the opposite of my, I just need to go the opposite of my impulse. Well, to be fair to you, like, like, let's try this one here. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Coldstone Creamery. Coldstone um, Creamery. There is probably metal equipment that could take your hand off in there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say they do. They do not. God they don't. damn it. But I got, here's a free one for you. Free one. I, I doubt This it. is a free one for you. Discount tire. Discount tire. You know the discount tire buildings? Red yeah. logo and everything? Discount tire. They don't. They actually do. I would have thought you would have said they do because they have cars. But yes, discount tire drug tests. Yeah, see, I should have went, I forgot to go opposite of my <laughs> We need to, I'm going to get us a big list and next week on the call-in show, every caller will have to answer a question. How's that sound? Alright, let's see how we can do. I think we can do this together, callers. I think we can do this together, audience. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello, uh, this is Danny from Brooklyn. How are you two hunts doing? What? Thank you. <laughs> We're doing great. I found the most expensive darts you can buy, and I'm looking at them. So I might not buy them, but I did look at them. Uh, I have a subtle suspicion that the most expensive darts you can buy are probably in some sort of like wildly uh, illegal crime syndicate <laughs> and made out of like ivory or something like that. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the ones I can get, which are the Target Daytona Fire GT Steel Tips. <laughs> They're $182 for three. I don't even know why you're putting steel on the end of the tips of those. Just go for something crazy like titanium or just yeah. like, I don't know, a, a fun element. You know? There's a, I mean, you're paying them up or not. There's a decent amount of 90% tungsten ones, too, to be fair. They're just, oh, that's very, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. You get a 90% tungsten, that's going to stick into the dartboard a lot more. It's just these expensive things. Like, I always find it fascinating when, like, it's these things where you're like, do you really think I guess it's, it's these things where it's like, do you really think how expensive can this thing be? And then you fucking look it up and you're like, it can be unlimited expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, all hobbies are is expensive. Walking is cheap, but actually it's not because I have to buy expensive shoes every six months. 
Yeah, it's um, I I'm a bike messenger um, for my job, and I can tell you that uh, you were kind of mentioned bicycles a little bit earlier. I would say bikes kind of range three different prices. You have like a hundred dollar bike, a thousand dollar bike, and a ten thousand dollar bike. And like the utility that you get from going from one hundred to a thousand is a lot, mm-hmm. but the utility that you get from going from a thousand to ten thousand is much um, less. That uh, uh, Brett, you've kind of been in that boat with like the 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 like the amount that you get for like I, you've explained that kind of stuff to me. Yeah. There's like the amount of money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I said it. That's why I said earlier was uh, people will spend a lot of money to save like a few grams on a part. They'll buy like some sort of derailer that is you know outrageously priced and it's supposed to be six grams lighter um but they won't like just lose like 10 pounds <laughs> like you could just go on a diet <laughs> yeah. and save like a few thousand dollars on parts for your bike you know i mean a ten thousand dollar bike seems crazy to me it, that's like it's car. also people that aren't racing like it's 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 a weird it's such a crazy market because there is a level of excess that people get to where they're like you know, they are like, well, I'm going to start riding a bike. I'll have the best one they make. And it's and it's like, well, okay, well, you can see how high they go with that. I know. And the thing about me is, like, and this is what you're saying with the 1000 or $10,000 bikes and stuff. It's like, the thing about me is, like, I am a person, like, if I bought a bike now, I probably would not be into riding the bike by August, you know? But <laughs> currently... I would feel like it's the most important thing that I get the best bike you can buy. <laughs> well, and bikes are a big one for me. That's why I got into flipping them a lot. Also, was just because people go and spend a thousand dollars on a bike and never use it, and then they can't get rid of it, and then it's worth half the price. It's in the few years. <laughs> There's true. already a new model oh, out. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I mean, I got a, my electric bike that way. Some guy bought yeah, an electric. Uh... He bought an electric bike. Uh, realized he couldn't get his his leg over the frame, so he found somebody that had a step through. But he didn't want to. He didn't want to ride a. He didn't want to ride a step through bike. He what goes, What's a step through? Girl's bike. So I know. He he, he literally took like an eight hundred dollar loss on his electric bike just to because he didn't want to be seen on uh, what was traditionally called. I mean, people don't even gender bikes anymore. I know step through. That's why I said step through. Yeah. It's a, I I have never, I have not seen. They still make women's specific. I mean, yeah, but I, I, uh, I guess maybe that's me though. That like where I'm not judging somebody for the bike they're riding, but I don't think people do. I don't, I don't think they do. The only difference between men's bikes and women's bikes Currently, is occasionally, uh, if you do have a big bike company like Trek, for example, where they have a big marketing department department where they are, you know, saying what kind of bikes they make. The women's frames may occasionally have slightly different geometry that's maybe a little bit more conducive. I think a lot of times they assume that men have like um, really long torsos, so a lot of bicycles will be built that way, where the top tube is really long. Uh, which maybe isn't the case for women all the time. But other than that, the bikes that you were talking about, um, you know, they're traditionally referred to as mixties, M-I-X-T-E. And yeah, those are basically, I mean, they're definitely more of a cruiser style bike. But like, other than that, there's, um, 
nothing to them that would like make it significantly better or worse for, you know, a man or a woman or a non non-binary option person to ride them. It's just a preference and style really. What is the, uh, you know, that movie premium rush. Have you ever seen that movie, Brett? Love it. Have you ever seen the movie premium rush? That movie is weird because it came out at a specific time in history for bike stuff, but it is oddly enough the most accurate depiction of bike messenger work. <laughs> really? I was gonna I was joking around and I was thinking like, is that or Quicksilver more accurate when it comes to bike messenger? Because I mean, bike messenger is I mean, you know, how ha- have you been how many times do you think you've been hit by cars? Doing a bike I, messenger. I haven't been like, okay, so I think it's like when people hear the word hit, they think of sort of like that catastrophic thing where you're like, wow, like right all over the, the hood or whatever. I have never been like full on hit. I have been like bumped a couple of times and I've been doored twice, but I've, I've never been dragged under the hood of a car or anything like crazy like that. But, um, yeah, it's it's always it, you just have you get like a, a, a fixed sense for it if you ride long enough and you just learn, especially in New York, like just don't ride too close to a car door, and you can you know assume that people are going to do the wrong thing, and because <laughs> it's New York, they usually do, so you can just always be super cautious all the time. It's really interesting what you just said there, because I was just I and me and my wife were were having a conversation yesterday about our daughter learning to drive and sort of me and Katie have the idea that like when you're learning to drive, you should learn to drive in the streets that you will be driving in. And my daughter has the opinion that she should learn to drive in the suburbs and like because it's it's she feels like that's going to be easier for her if we go out to this a subdivision and drive around it'll be easier than driving in our neighborhood where there's a lot of cars on either side of the road it's also like kind of an urban area and uh i i don't think so i i think that like you might as well just learn from the beginning on the streets you're going to be driving on because that's going to be sort of the thing but but i'm trying to teach her how to drive like i'm not trying to get into this and and i understand that there is a psychology to learning these sorts of things but my wife is trying to teach her like this the psychology of driving that basically assumes that nobody else on the street knows how to drive it's not a bad way it's not a bad way to do it (laughs) i I was wondering that that's what i do really yeah yeah i I mean, mean i don't trust anybody out there I've seen plenty of wild shit happen on the road. Yeah, but a lot of that's me. Sure. That's just being in a car with me. <laughs> well, I just think that, like, I wonder if our perspective of what other people doing is really just about, like, it's another person doing it. No, because you know? I've been in so many situations where someone blew through a stop sign and had to slam on my fucking brakes. Yeah. So you have to tell a kid that, like, just because there's signs and lights and shit, that doesn't mean it. You have to actually pay attention to what the car is doing, not, like, what the proper procedure is, because people will break that. Yeah. I, I've watched I mean, people drive through red lights and get smashed, you know? Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with it. Mm. I'm just thinking that, like, it sort of makes... It's like the way you just described doing bike messenger work, that makes that job seem really scary to me. 
and and like it is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can understand. I, How did you get into it? How did you get started doing it? Um, I've just been writing for a really long time, and um, I used to live in uh, Port Oregon and moved out to New York uh, working for a really big company that I can't mention on air, unfortunately, but you know who they are. Uh, you've heard them in, I'll just say this, um, if you've listened to a podcast before, you have heard an advertisement for them. <laughs> um so I worked for them, got fired from them, and started working through the apps that, like, um, like DoorDash or Caviar or Seamless, etc. I'm not going to specify which one, just again for anonymity and that. Uh, but uh, my neighbor actually um, got me into his company that he owns, and I started doing stuff through that. And that it's been about a year and change since that has happened and uh it's changed a lot obviously since corona like all the work went away um but uh there seems to be just a general disparity in bike messenger work in general you either work for a really 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 big company that's kind of soulless or you work for a really small one and uh, below that you have the people who work for the apps really consistently who are typically immigrants here um a lot of like uh, some African people, uh, oddly enough, I see will work working for like uh, DoorDash specifically, and then like um, a lot of like South Asian people will be working uh, for Caviar or Seamless. It's it's weird. I know it sounds weird, but like the way it breaks down by denomination is oddly specific in New York. So, um, is it? Would you say? Do you like this job? Like, is this something you're doing? because you absolutely 100% have to, or is this something that, like, you like doing? Bike center work or bike uh, messenger. working through the app? The, the bike messenger Oh, yeah. Work. I mean, like, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. I mean, really the only problems that I have with it is, you know, uh, I do comedy mostly, um, and I've been doing it for almost a decade now, so it's my day job, but it's, like, absolutely... Um, most flexible that I can. Like I have a couple, you know, it's weird because I have the same workplace issues that a lot of your listeners have as well, where like if you have one person at your work who's like a shithead, like their shitheadiness will just like permeate like the work experience so profoundly that it can be really annoying sometimes. But like, you know, like the, 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 the sheer, like otherwise, like it, it's fine, and you know, I like. I mean, New York is a place of extremes. It's real cold in the winter, and gets very hot in the summer. But like, I, I just you just get used to it after a while. Yeah. And like, I would also say, you know, if you're riding an appropriate bicycle, um, one that you like to ride and one that you enjoy, it makes it easier. Uh, that's actually what I would say to you guys about bike riding and bus helmets and stuff. Like. The reason people don't continue to ride bikes is because they're like, oh, I got this bike off of Craigslist for, uh, for 200 bucks. I'm going to start riding. And they do it because, like, it's just not a fun bike, you know? Cycling is a, it's a fun thing, you know? And if you like it and you like what you're riding and you're like, oh, that's cool. I like that. You know, you're way more apt to do it. And uh, I would always encourage people to pick out the thing that they like, you know, even if it means spending just a a little bit more. And I know it's hard for people because it is a cost prohibitive, very male sport. And 
things, tons of lawyers that I used to race with back in uh, Portland who had those $5,000 bicycles that you guys were mentioning earlier. So it's definitely a real thing. Yeah, Brett, I mean, you're not riding right now, but Brett's a big bike guy. Yeah, I sell those $200 bicycles on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was one time, though, I took... I took um. This was like, I really knew, like, this was a bike that I wanted. It was basically my idea of, like, the best bike if I was eight years old. I took this mountain bike frame and I put gold, it was a red mountain bike frame. I put gold BMX handlebars on it with, like, white grips and big, fat, white white tires. And I got rid of all of the gears on it and just made it a single speed. And this dude came over and, like, rode it around the block and then paid me and he's like oh i'm riding at home i walked here and then when he rounded the corner he was like yippee (laughs) like he was so excited to get his bike i need to i heard more than one person like get really excited like you could just hear them yell like ah when they're like driving away with their bike that's so cool i mean i really like the one you got for me yeah just you smashed it my fatness killed the bike it's okay though it's okay just, if you if you ever need a bicycle um, that is built for the the huskier gentleman, let's say, um, we recommend a brand called Thurly S U R L Y. Um, they can be they're definitely like the thousand dollar bike. They can be less, but like the tubing they use is just really intense. They have a thing on like the down tube that's like scrawled in there that says F F F, which stands for uh, fatties fit fine. Like they really do emphasize, like, yo, we build bicycles for anybody. They, I need they one. will not break. I mean, mine yeah. was just a, uh, my, the thing that ha- it was a weld, the, uh, like a weld broke while I was riding and it like sort of just uh, broke in half. It, 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 I mean, it was an older bike. Yeah. So it wasn't like rusty. We get, ru- it's rusty bikes here. Yeah. That wasn't a bad. Lot of times. Well, hey, thanks for calling. Yeah. We're off. But it was not gigantic hill, and you broke it right where like the uh, right where like the gear cluster was at. You snapped it right right where the axle for the. It was weird too because like I didn't hit a bump, and I didn't have it for a really long time, and I didn't treat it. I mean, I didn't do it. I rode it around. I was a yippee guy yeah. on that thing. I was going nuts <laughs> on that thing. And then I hit a bump, and then I was just like, I don't I don't ride bikes anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there could be catastrophic failures, but, I mean, I, I knew a guy whose fork snapped in half and blasted out his two front teeth, so, oof, you know, oof. you're lucky. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah. I appreciate the bike talk. Oh, anytime. Hey, have a good night. Peace out, everybody. Street fight is over. I'm done. I'm a little tired. Sorry, I feel like I was very low energy. I'm on this. hour six of this right now. Hours, yeah. <laughs> I've been recording for six oh, hours. Geez. I started at 6 p.m. on an episode of the POD cast, and uh, so I'm tired. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here.